Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. We've got an extra special episode for you this week. It is the top songs of 2022. And for the very first time ever, we've got all four, both the original and the spiritual members of Off the Beaten Clef, right here in studio. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. We We got our Yule log burning, and we are ready to talk some tunes. So, boys... So let's, let's get, get into, it. into it. No, let, let's no, get into it. No, <laughs> no, I, I say let's get into it. Yeah. As Ben said, we are all in studio this week, and uh, it's pretty special. It's in, it's at my apartment this week. We all decided to kind of meet in a central location, and uh, yeah, so we're all here. We're ready to talk about our top five songs of 2022. I actually put a little bit more thought into it this year. Uh, last year, I just looked at some songs that were released. <laughs> I looked at a 2022 playlist, and I was like, oh, yeah, I like this one. <laughs> but I actually did listen to a lot of new music this year, so... Uh, it was, this was a little bit more fun for me this year. <laughs> yeah, I think I listened back not that long ago and you were like, these are just five songs I found. Like, <laughs> way to go, kid. Yeah, thanks, no? hey, man. thanks bro. max effort. Look, yeah, I really, this is the number one most important thing in my life. <laughs> yeah, so we got Louie, we got Ben. Uh, guys, what's up? It's been a while. Yes, it has. It's been, it's been, well, it's been never for you and Lou. 
I know. That's First true. time face to face, it's crazy, man. I hope I live up to the legend. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. it's only downhill from here, Dill. Trust me on that. Um, but good, man. Good. Yeah, things are going well. Uh, you know, ups and downs as usual. But I expect that at this point. At what fucking thirty three in a few days. Mm-hmm. Shit. Um, but yeah, there was some, there was some real good music this year. Uh, great, great year for EDM uh, trance, especially. And uh, I know that's gonna bug a few of you guys getting into my picks probably but i loved it and uh, there was a lot of i think kevin we've we've kind of bucked the trend in edm for albums because there are a ton of them now yeah that's true uh it's kind of nice but i also kind of like just kind of crate digging almost digitally for for edm yeah but it's nice to have like if you want to show somebody an artist it's like yeah, that's you don't have to create a playlist and then show it to them. It's like here, listen to this new album. This is what they're doing now. Not like Funk is still like that. Funk doesn't make albums. Yeah. but um, oh yeah, that's because it's hot off the press. Though I yeah. feel like it's it's a maturity thing. Like EDM's just gotten to that point to where the artists are have their sound collected and gathered and ready to put on an album. So it's it's been a cool thing to see. How about you, Lil? Uh, I had Kevin's problem this year. Oh yeah, I couldn't really <laughs> think of anything. Like I. Listened to a whole bunch of this shit on my release radar. Couldn't figure it out. Uh, but I finally got it together. Picked, uh, you know, five of the best ones I could find. So that's I'm ready to get into way. it. Hell yeah. Some of, most of them just came out in like the last 30 min- or thirty days for me. So it's <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it still qualifies, man. It still qualifies as this year. So that's the main thing. Yeah, I... I had a hard time narrowing mine down. I felt like me and Ben always are like the ones that are like, how do I, how do I even begin to narrow this down? And I think the problem I had was like, I want to have representation for all the genres. Yeah. So you have to pick your favorite from that genre. And sometimes you want to have multiples, but you also want representation for your full taste of music because whether we want to admit it or not, these five songs are like our identity. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I did much better this year, so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Louis' notes cracked me up the entire time I was <laughs> taking my notes. It looks like you fleshed them out a little bit, so that's that's <laughs> good. But uh, especially on Ben's, it was like one sentence for each. No, never mind. <laughs> I was finishing up work when I was writing those, and I'm just like I. I I don't know what else to say. I'll, I'll well, do it we, live. That's that's the good thing. Yeah, again, that's the good thing about having four of us in the studio. Yeah. Is we'll be able to riff quite a bit. So yeah, I didn't I didn't expect you to have a ton to say about my all EDM <laughs> playlist. So uh, yeah, so you want to get into audience submissions? Let's do it. Let's do audience submissions. Uh, starting with my wife. <laughs> my wife. Uh, my wife Zoe says "Teenage Runaways" by Hot Milk. Uh, we talked about Hot Milk and Feminist February, which was yeah. a lot of fun. They're just like a weird Euro pop punk outfit. Yeah. It's like a boy and girl. It's always fun to hear like boy and girl, like that push and pull. Um, she just loves that genre of music, and she wants to buy merch from them, but it's like 50 bucks to ship it. So um, if anyone has the uh, the insight to how to get that shit here. Yeah, I was, any UK listeners. Uh, yeah, ship it out here. Yeah, DM us. Uh, Dill will give you his address, and we can we can get that hookup going. I'll give you guys some stickers. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fair trade yeah. for the postage, for sure. <laughs> uh, next is Mason, who says, Vicky by Peach. Actually, let's talk a little bit more about Zoe's pick, because I, I really like... 
um, hot milk. They were surprised for me um, for a lot of the same reasons because I, I like that push and pull. I really like the female vocalist in this this outfit as well. Uh, just a really cool, interesting sound from a you know punk can kind of sound all the same at some point. So it's good to have something different to listen to. And the UK UK music scene's always been strong. So. Yeah, I, I have a lot of similar thoughts to this one as I had for one on yours, Dill. So I'll probably get into it a little bit more um, down a little bit later in the playlist. But um, this is good. Like ever since you guys had Hot Milk on the Feminist February, um, they've been popping up on my release radar. And I, there's a, there hasn't been a single single track that I've disliked. So that is a good sign. Even if I haven't done a deep dive yet, um, I know I like what I what I hear. They're cranking out the music. I mean, two EPs in one year, one in or late last year, and then one this year. So it's cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I liked it from the first time, and yeah, like Ben, they just keep popping up. So yeah, it's good stuff. We're infecting each other's release radars. Indeed. Oh uh, yeah, it's gotten bad. Yeah, it's gotten pretty <laughs> yeah. terrible. I, I did check mine. Uh, no, I avoided the Nickelback infestation. <laughs> For one week at least, so I think I clicked out quick enough, so eat shit, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all glad for that, except for maybe Cody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I already teased it, but Mason picked Vicky by Peach Pit, and there's a lot of Peach Pit love on this playlist, uh, and I, I get it. Ben and I were talking about it a little bit before everybody showed up, and they're the band there's bands like this always like that kind of alternative folk kind of thing and they're just a band you could turn on at a party and literally nobody will complain and i get it and they're they're fun to listen to and that's that's really all you have to say about peach pit they're just a fun non-offensive music and it's i don't i'm sure there's some lyrical content in there that i don't give a shit about but <laughs> uh yeah they're 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 good yeah i like i actually really like this one um there was, there, I don't know. It made me smile. It just made, it really made me smile. And yeah. like, especially once Mason told his story about like why it was written <laughs> yeah. about um, somebody that the artist had dated that was just really whiny and just wanted to wanted a song written about her. So he did it and just called her a whiny bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll read the the story real quick. Um, so Mason says, "Vicky by Peach Pit is my favorite song of the year." already loved it, but I attended their Orlando show and the lead singer Neil Smith gave an insight about its inspiration. He told us that he was dating this whiny girl and she complained to him that she had dated other artists who wrote love songs about her, but Neil hadn't done the same. So then he ended up writing this song and it's not complimentary towards her at all. Now every time I hear this song, I just picture what Vicky must have been thinking while Neil fried her ass for three and a half minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh... We've been talking about Peach Pit so much that it almost feels like we don't even need to do their album. Like, I think we've gotten, <laughs> between songs of the show, like, we've got at least 50% of the album. Yeah, probably. Yeah, between Mason and I think Alec has another Peach Pit song sure coming does. up here. So, yeah. What do you think, Lou? Uh, this is the one Peach Pit on here I have heard. Yeah. Uh, some of the other ones got added later. So, I liked it. It's, it's yeah, it's just uh, non-offensive folk rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and speaking of Peach unless Pit, you're Vicky, I guess. Yeah, Vicky's yeah. yeah. got some qualms. Uh, so Alex Sullivan uh, commented on our Instagram, and he said, "Drips on a wire by Peach Pit." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, just as good. You know, <laughs> it's good. I was impressed that Alec didn't give us some obscure 
indie artists that we hadn't heard of because that's usually his bag. Yeah. But I, I kind of like that he, him and Mason are kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah, there are. We've talked about it before. They're just cooler than us. So, um, yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Alec back on too. Yeah. It's, it's been too long since since Goofy Gustav. So, yeah, it'd be nice just to see him. Really. Yeah. We get Ben on at the same time. I'd be surrounded by redheads. Oh yeah. <laughs> Your dream. <laughs> yeah, you're you're welcome, bud. Yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah. Another Peach Pit song. I think we all kinda have the same thoughts on it, unless Ben you have something. No, I mean I liked I like Vicky's slightly more, but I, I I don't know. I've never listened to Peach Pit before they started coming around the podcast, so I'm I'm interested to hear more. Yeah. Uh do you want to do the next one? Yeah, my buddy Chaz uh says Low Tide by the Wonder Years. Um <clears throat> we saw them perform this for the first time ever live at Ohio's for Lovers Fest. We were like in the third row, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, just got an anthemic chorus, and there's been a lot of people with qualms about the Wonder Years because the last two albums were like getting away from pop punk, and so the first album he made as a dad is like, I'm a, I'm still sad, but I'm a dad now, and it's kind of <laughs> cool, you know. So, um, yeah, this whole like the hum goes on forever album was really fun, and I think everyone is high on it. It's I mean, I'm on pop punk Twitter from our Twitter account yeah. and just everyone is very high on it. And this song is a great reason why. Yeah. Dad sad is a, a whole different type of sadness. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, just a, uh, Lou, you're the only father here. So you're the only one that can really speak to dad sadness. How does it differ from non dad sadness? No comment. <laughs> that feels like a trap, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Tell us why you hate your life. Lou. Hey, n- no, nobody listens to this. You're safe. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. Uh, again, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm, here's the thing. There's so many songs on this playlist. Like, there's some of them that I just forgot about. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it other than that. Yeah, it was. This is this is one of the ones for me that. It was a later ad. I only got to listen to it a couple times, and it's not necessarily the the genre that I am most likely to listen to, right? So it hasn't made a huge impression on me yet, but I plan to keep listening to this playlist because I actually really, really enjoyed it a mm-hmm. lot. Like, I've been listening to the shit out of it, so I will hear it a few more times, and uh, maybe I'll give... I'll, I'll find Chaz on the socials and give him a shout-out when I have something better to say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the last line is, I'm knowing I'm going to be the one that ruins everything. So it's fucking, yeah. you know, that's my speed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we can move on to uh, Volley's next. So Volley did Yuck by Charlie XCX. Uh, again, another one I don't remember listening to. It's, so it's like I'll a pass bad bitch. She's like a, a fuck girl. Yeah. And it's like, why are you trying to date me? I'm just trying to smush. And yeah. You know, we are big proponents of sex positive and uh, bad bitch music. So. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Volley. I'll listen to it again after the podcast. I promise. She has an amazing Instagram name. Yeah. Atomic Supergirl. Yeah. I was like, I got to I gotta add that. Yeah. Volley's great. She's, a, she's, I used to work with her at my last job. Uh, super cool lady. Uh, very, she does like tarot card and tea leave readings. So, if, you know, if that gives you any insight into what Volley's like, super kind of hippie. Uh, but it has a great taste in music. It's one of the first things we connected on, and I, I love her. Mm-hmm. I, I love her, and I love her taste in music, and so I feel bad that I don't, <laughs> don't oh, remember this song. But I'll, I'll listen to it after the show for sure. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I heard this because just knowing on my limited knowledge of the artist and the song title, 
I thought I knew what was coming, right? Like, so I'm not, you know, necessarily the biggest uh, proponent of bad bitch music. But um, when it actually came on, I was shocked how much I actually liked the delivery. Uh, this is done in a little bit different way. It was just a little bit, uh, it just tracked a little bit more with me. So I was glad to hear this one. Uh, I heard it on my drive down here. It was pretty good. I like the beat, the rest of it. Can't relate. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a bad bitch, Lou? No. <laughs> Benny, uh, we'll let you take the next one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So I, we got a first-time submission from a lady, uh, Lily, and she uh, submitted Don't Let the Light Go Out, which is hot off the press this year from Panic at the Disco, and I really enjoy it. Uh, we've been sharing music a lot um, you know, since we've kind of – been spending more time together and it's it's always been one of my favorite things to do i i think you guys know that well by yeah, this point right. yeah that's our but, language yeah, yeah exactly and so it's been it's been a lot of fun we have like playlists made for each other and this so, one like i haven't <laughs> be still my heart <laughs> oh that was real from from dill i could tell yeah. but um, i don't want a christmas present i want a playlist made curated for me yeah I, be careful what you ask for dill <laughs> yeah <laughs> Be real careful what you ask for. But no, yeah, I really like this one. Um, we were just listening to it the other night, and um, I think she's finally started to listen to a couple of the episodes. So, well, yeah, I hope you, I hope you enjoy this one, and thanks for thanks for submitting. Just just so everybody knows, Ben did tip his fedora when he said "milady." Milady. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I had kind of steered clear of Panic at the Disco because I had not heard good things about this album. But from what I heard today. I, it was a late submission, so I listened to it on the way here, and then it was playing um, when I got here, and I was like, damn, this is a lot better than I really was anticipating because I heard Panic at the Disco has gone to shit. Why are they doing this? All that, all that. But, you know, if you listen to it, it's good. I really, I, It's a good pop song. Yeah, I've been a big fan of, like, the resurgence of uh, Brendan Urie since, like, Death of a Bachelor. So I've liked all their stuff since then. And, uh, yeah, I'm just a big fan of Brendan Urie. Oh, no, we weren't ready. <laughs> well, we answered that question. Who was talking? You were talking. I was You're talking? T- yeah, you were talking about Panic at the Disco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust uh, yeah, me, no. everyone, we're professionals. We are professionals. Uh, we're leaving this in. Uh, we had to take a break for reasons we don't want to talk about. No. <laughs> just some audio stuff. But, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, like I was saying, I, I like I just like all the stuff Brendan Yuri's been doing since he kind of grew up a little bit. Took a little break and... Uh, came back strong so i love this i didn't get to listen to it <laughs> Boo. Sorry. it's fine i i very often forget to listen to song of the shows and stuff like that so don't worry about it you want to handle the next one uh yeah so cassie i used to work with her as well uh she i knew she was going to pick a mitski song that she loves mitski so uh, should have been me by mitski uh she released an album uh very early this year i think maybe february i think uh but it's good i like i like mitski a lot she's uh like i don't know how to describe her she's a feminist but not really but also like hyper feminist at the same time her music's really good and cool and sexy but she also like hates being sexy at the same time she's she's cool and i like her music quite a bit and i like this song quite a bit yeah it was cool i uh i only got to listen to it once but I love it. I love female singers. So. Yeah, I'm a big fan of female vocalists. So, yeah, once or twice, I think I I think I got it on the way down. Um, yeah, 
It's kind of the same thing. I will need a little bit more time to, to actually formulate a, a decent opinion on it. But, yeah, no, I, I know I like what I heard the first couple times. So yeah, I, Lou, Lou, I assume you didn't listen to this. This was a real late uh, No, we're going to skip that one and the <laughs> next one. I didn't get to listen to the Paramore. Yeah, a lot either, of these so. – <laughs> the next – you are late ads uh but yeah if you want to like my favorite mitski song is liquid smooth it was one of my songs of the show a while ago yeah. and it's really really good uh so if you want a good starting point liquid smooth is a really good starting point uh next is mallory again used to work with her at converse uh she picked this is why by paramore and really i picked it she <laughs> gave me two and i liked this one better so this is the one i went with uh, it's it's good. It's Paramore. It's new Paramore. Uh, it's been a long time, and I really like it. Uh, I know, Dill, you weren't a fan of Haley Williams' solo stuff necessarily, mm-hmm. but and this is it's, this is kind of a mix of her solo stuff and old Paramore stuff. I th- yeah, I think a mix of After Laughter and her solo stuff. Yeah, but that that chorus, you know, you can't deny that shit. Uh, our friend Sammy in the Discord was concerned because TikTok had taken like over like bombarded her with it so she was like i like the song it just annoys the fuck out of me because i can't yeah. get away from it which i understand the frustration i just don't have the same tiktok algorithm i guess but because yeah. i i listen to it as much as i want and i love it <laughs> <laughs> Good for and you. i don't have to see the Good ads for you, on, fa- on uh, tw- twitter right or tiktok and all that shit so yeah yeah i i know i'm in for Haley williams like I, another one i haven't had a ton of time to to enjoy but um yeah, I, I know I'm in for what Haley Williams does, so this is probably going to be something I'm going to continue to enjoy while I continue to enjoy this playlist. Louie, you do this one. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want Louie to do the last one. <laughs> <laughs> let me pull up my notes. Uh, the last one is from Chad. It is uh, Renaissance, the main title theme from White Lotus Season 2 by a name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Cristobal Tapia Devere. Uh-oh. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. Beautiful name. <laughs> I hate the song. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I'm not a huge fan of it either. I, I'm sure it's cooler in the context of the uh, show, the title. I'm sure yeah. there's some really cool visuals that go along with it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, it sounds like a really uh, cancel-y version of what people think american native americans <laughs> their yeah, war chants yeah uh i don't know it's fine it's it's again like it's, it's one of those things that i'm sure feels better in context yeah oh, out I'm of sure. context I'll, I'll get you someone in your corner chad i enjoyed it i yeah. enjoyed it and i and I, I do appreciate you submitting it chad i don't want to deter you from from future <laughs> submissions but that one sucked <laughs> better there's room for improvement see i actually i actually like it when it picks up like at yeah, the end, towards yeah, the end i like that part really gets me going mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know Chad, he watches everything. So it was either going to be something from a soundtrack or uh, a comedy song that he is always listening to as well. So this, yeah, I mean, it was short and sweet and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Strong disagree. So there you have it. Thank you everyone that, uh, submitted for audience submissions. Uh, we let Mason pick five. So he's got, uh, quite a few in there. Um, but Overall, we've got over 30 songs in there. It's a really fun playlist, super diverse playlist. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, all four of us have very vastly different tastes in music. I think Louie and, and Kev might have the most similar. Because yeah. I used to think that Louie was just you wanting more picks. <laughs> for, for <laughs> <a> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you guys have similar, but, you know, 
that's what makes this fun is that the next 20 songs we're going to talk about are so vastly different and um, I think perfectly curated for us. Yeah, I wish I was that smart. I might create an, a Dewey and just start emailing. Yeah, that's <laughs> Cre- smart. Create an alternate profile for the... Uh... What got left on the chopping block. You just start submitting shit. Join the Discord on an alternate account. Have two phones going at all times. Yeah. yeah. It's an elaborate wow. scheme. Just to This yeah, Dewey guy. Up. Yeah. This Dewey guy's great. Um, so, yeah, we'll hop right in then, huh? All right. Let's so, my first pick, Righteous by Mo Beats. This was one of my songs of the sh- No, yeah, I think this was a song of the show at some point. Uh, but yeah, I got obsessed with this. It's a TikTok banger. A lot of my shit came from TikTok actually this year. Uh, that's the new way to discover new music I've found. We, Dylan and I talked about this, what, like two years ago? Like how are people discovering new music now? And it's through TikTok. That's the main way I think a lot of this, especially pop music, is proliferating. That's how I found funk. Uh, so a lot of the new shit that I've been listening to, if they're not like bands that i already follow on spotify it's been through tiktok and this is great it's it's like a it's not it's funk adjacent but it's not funk it's more it's definitely more lo-fi than that it's just i don't know i just really like it and this is really what kicked off my current obsession with lo-fi music was was this song kind of brought it back to my the front of my brain and i've been on a huge kick uh new Jabes a couple weeks ago also kind of fueled the flame as well so love love this song uh, yeah, um, I really like the beat. I think it's funky, uh, the way it mixes with the bass. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, I could use a little bit less of the bling-bling sound in there. I like the contrast of everything else is slow, and that's really fast, mm-hmm. but it's just like a little much for me. Um, just a little shrill. Yeah. But uh, it's good just chilling music. Just put it on in the background and vibe out. Yeah, there is a slowed version of this that I like quite a bit as well. Which is yeah. There's a slower version? Yes, so Come that's on. one of the new trends. <laughs> There's one of the trends in uh, like newer wave stuff. Like everybody's releasing a sped up and slowed down version of their their singles now, which I really like. And I typically like one of the other alternate versions better. I really like the slowed version of this, but the the regular version is what I initially got obsessed with. So that's what I went with. It's the current generations, like uh, Alvin Alvin and the Chipmunks covering the song. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the sped up versions <laughs> often do sound very shrill, especially if there's vocals. Yeah. Uh, who did a sped up version of their song recently that made no fucking sense? It was like, it wasn't Adele, but it was somebody like that where they did like a sped up version of one of their songs. I'm like, what the f- why? It was Sia, I think. Sia, yeah, it was yeah. Sia, yeah. Because uh, I mean, Oliver Tree had one, like he got a TikTok. I think if you get it on TikTok and it's sped up for whatever reason, that just like catapults it, but. Yeah, I think like that. The sped up versions like became a meme on TikTok, and then people I think liked it. Mm-hmm. It's like the over the overcooked memes from like 2015, where yeah. there was just blown out bass and like the overcooked picture, like the, the what was the classic the shack the shack picture or whatever, where he's sitting in the car. Um, but yeah, that's that's the sped up version of things is like the like a TikTok meme and has mm-hmm. been for a while. So yeah, I I really liked this song. I. Th- I felt like it was kind of in the same vein of the night drive playlist yeah this could have easily curated. made it on. yeah uh, it felt for like sure. it could be a b-side from it um but it just has like cool reverb and it reminds me of interlude by attack attack i don't know if anyone's familiar but they did like a little interlude that was like kind of at the time they called it like techno dance and mm-hmm. there was like a whole dance and shit to it and it has kind of i don't even know what the exact sound is if i could if i was more literate with edm i'd probably be able to tell you but 
if you listen to it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it, I just think it's a good blend of EDM and, and lo-fi, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, and my first note was just lo-fi that goes in. Uh, yeah, sure. Sign me up. It's it's a super minimalistic track, as lo-fi tends to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's timed perfectly. The exact moment for me that it starts to feel like, ah, well, this sound's starting to get, this exact sound, this one's starting to get old. The next sound kind of joins the fray and changes the song for the better. Rinse and repeat. And that's about as deep as I can get for this one. Uh, but I don't, I don't know how or why exactly this track bumps, but I know it does. Yeah, it's uh, that. What, I think the one thing that really disappointed me when I first listened to this on like an actual sound system was the boom. When that first pops in, that doesn't rumble the bass at all. It's yeah. not like on an actual bass track, so it doesn't. It didn't rumble the way I wanted it to. I was like, I can't fucking wait to turn this up and play it in my car, and then it just didn't. It was kind of a boner killer. I'm not gonna lie, but now. Yeah. Yeah, you get a good chubby whack every now and then. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Let's go into your first pick. All right. It is Dick a Titten by Rammstein. (laughs) I love this fucking song. Oh, my God. (laughs) I listened to it a lot since I submitted it for a song of the show or something Mm -hmm. earlier this year, and it's just... It's just heavy. I love that intro. It's super German. Uh, I love that they don't even care about singing outside of their native language. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a song about big tits. I mean, what? how can you go wrong with that? Mm-hmm. It's got to be song of the year. Can I get a boobies? <laughs> boobies! <laughs> <laughs> Discord, you know all Yes. That's a good plug. Can I get a boobies? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for that for like a week. <laughs> Yeah, that riff makes you want to do like a march. Yeah. Uh, doing some research, I was surprised to find that Rammstein has been making music since 1994. Oh, yeah, baby. And mm-hmm. they released their eighth studio album this year. That's just that's amazing to me. It took me halfway through the first listen to realize they weren't even speaking in English. And I think I said that when it was your song <laughs> on the show. But it's so funny because you're like, am I? Mi-? It, it sounds so close that like, am I? Just not paying attention. Am yeah. I like zoning out? But yeah, yeah, super German. Love to, it. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, most metal you can do could be either or. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, my notes. Yeah, just wow, just wow. I'm about yeah. to pop a tab. So, N- notes, notes over. Like that's. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was wondering what the hell you're talking <laughs> about. But no, like I just I can't with this song <laughs> because it makes me so fucking happy. Like, this, goddamn. This song kicks ass. The video kicks ass. Yeah. Rammstein kicks ass. I'm so glad you you picked this, Lou. It reminded me, like, when I saw it on your picks, it reminded me that I forgot to listen to this album when it came out. Yeah. So I went back and did that. And for some reason, the fact that Rammstein is still out there kicking ass like this, is, it's somehow incredibly cathartic to me. It just makes me so happy that they're still doing the same shit that I heard in the 90s and was blown away by as a child listening to this angry german yell words at me <laughs> although they do do us do us do, do us blew my mind yeah. but um they do they do go to into english every now and then and that those parts always make me happy and this song too i find this frau line very tall <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite instance of that is in america where we all live in america, america. 
Coca-Cola, Wonderbra. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. But I think... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut in. Oh, no. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, so are you, you're finished? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I think I love Ramstein so much. And I think they're in on their own joke more than they ever have been at this point. Yeah. Which is awesome. I think because they've been making music so long, they understand like... Like, we can kind of say whatever we want on songs now, and nobody's really going to give a shit because <laughs> it took us 20 years to figure out what du hast mich meant. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they can kind of do whatever they want, and I think it's fucking awesome. Um, and if there's one thing we can all agree on on the Discord, we all love boobies. Yes. Boobies. Boobies. <laughs> so, uh, what better than a hyper German song about huge boobies? Uh, and the jubilant horns after the first time he says Dicka Titten. It's just like that's how I feel every time I see a, a perfect pair of breasts. It's just, just this <laughs> celebration. <laughs> the horns of jubilee. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's just it's it's awesome. I just I love that they're in on the joke and yeah, it's and the riff slaps. I mean the riff is fucking incredible. Yeah. So well I mean the first time it comes in in the intro, like through the horns. Yeah. Oh my god, that's six to midnight right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking great. So my first track. Yes. Fence Walker by Normie. Um, I mean, what would... I just thought to myself, like, what would a playlist be if I didn't contribute a pop punk track? Yeah. Like, life would just be a lot different for you guys, I think. Because you wanted to leave it in the 90s, and I refused. <laughs> I fucking refuse. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Normie is just another Heart Attack Man uh, side project. So, Kevin, don't say too much because they might uh, write another track about you. That's fine. Um, but I feel like this song really gets back to those, like, 90s punk roots. Uh, similar to how we felt about No Pressure, which was, I think, two years ago. They had that EP. And mm-hmm. This year they have an album that I wanted to pick, but I try not to repeat myself an artist. But... Yeah, I just love the, like, revitalization of, like, trying to get back to pop punk in its purest form. And that's just, like, angry and fast and less than two minutes. Yep. And something about just, like, telling someone to, like, pick a side. Like, don't be a fucking... Don't ride the fence, bitch. Pick a side. I don't care which side. (laughs) Make me an enemy or make me a friend. And there's something about that that spoke to my soul. Yeah, you gotta love the energy. Uh, the the bass the bass actually steals the show for me in this. I, I love. I know we're a bass positive podcast, so we gotta appreciate that. And I do love the the fence walker scream towards the towards the beginning. It just it kind of introduces the whole emo punk fury that is this song. And to be honest, it's just exactly what I was expecting from Dill. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. There there is something electric about like the mic wasn't there. He was like. Maybe a maybe he was in the crowd already, like just <laughs> yeah. yelling "Fence yeah. Walker." Like it, it almost sounded like he was like he saw him from behind, like the back of the bar, and he saw someone at the someone at the front. And he's like, "You fucking fence walker!" And then he just like sprinted <laughs> yeah. towards him. That's how it made you feel. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I love this album cover. We've talked about it. Like these hyper cartoonish, like like mid. Or like early '90s MTV aesthetic cartoons. I, I love this shit. It's it's so punk that it hurts. And I every time I see an album cover like that, I'm like, I'm probably gonna like at least a couple songs on this album for sure because I know what I'm getting into. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking great start. Like this is the punk I grew up with, and I can't get enough of it. And a 141 runtime is fucking 
beautiful. That's what I'm talking about. I, I looked up. I was like, oh, 141. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I'll finish off Kev's. Blast beats are amazing. Yeah. Great fucking outro. <laughs> Thanks, Lou. I was, <laughs> I was banned from saying the rest of my sentence from uh, the overlord that is Dill. So thank you, Louie. I uh, appreciate the it. Oscar, the Academy Awards music was playing. <laughs> now Kev knows how this song feels because it's so much angst in this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> fucking smash your mailbox later. Go write a song about it, bud. Yeah, I might. <laughs> yeah, I like this song. It's good old-fashioned, like, punky pop punk. Reminds me a lot of, like, 90s offspring kind of thing. Starts fast, gets faster, ends fast. I love it. So. That was the album art I was thinking of when you said that. Was the Offspring, Americana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more, yeah, yeah, exactly. No FX, yeah, yeah, no yeah. FX, yeah. Uh, so we ready to move on? Dill, yep. is that okay with you? Can uh, I'll consider it. All right, cool. Well, I'm gonna go anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm turning this shit off. I don't have to deal with this shit. So my second pick. Is whoa, 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 whoa! Is <laughs> everybody scrolled back up? I haven't done my first pick. Ben hasn't done his first pick. You are just getting way out of line now. To be fair, Dill r- ruined it. Okay, yeah, blame me. Blame me. <laughs> he said, he said, I've Kev. I've an escapegoat. He said, Kev, when we're coming <laughs> back. i take my ball and leave. He said, Kev, when we're coming back, you can intro <laughs> we, your song. And- <laughs> we only made it 35 minutes. We're shutting this shit down. Oh, my God, Lou, they're doing it again. It's getting awkward. Oh, we can, I hate when Mom and Dad, mom and dad are we fighting. Never recording in my place ever again. <laughs> uh, all right, Ben. ben all right. My first pick was The Rush by Bob Moses. And this this was a must-have on my picks this year. At, at least Bob, um, sorry, at least Bob Moses was going to be a must-have. I was close to a couple of their other tracks because their album from March this year, The Silence in Between is what it's called, uh, it's just a great album. So I actually met these guys. Uh, they came to Columbus to one of the radio stations, and I had a buddy at work just say, hey, um, I got these, I got some entries to go see this event with Bob Moses. They're going to come play a few songs and there's a little meet and greet after like, sure. Hell yeah, I'll go. Uh, I didn't really know much about him before then. So that's when I actually started diving in and I was swept away. Um, me like all that aside, like pure musically, I can't get enough of this track. There's something about this kind of like muted vocal delivery that really gets me going. And that relentlessly driving beat keeps me going throughout the whole track and the, it feels like the notes weigh really heavy, but somehow the song itself almost feels whimsical. And the rush is here to stay for old Benji. This is a repeater for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chonky bass line with a nice little click track. Can't do can't can't do much better than that. Um, this kind of teeters on the edge of Euro trash, which I really like. Uh, there's, I think this is a theme for you, Ben. Where yeah, old. Yeah. You said it earlier. Old becomes new again. Is yeah. a, is a theme that you're going to talk about. And I have a huge love affair with like recently like techno and like euro trash from the 90s i just for some reason it's just hitting the right spot for me recently uh that's why i love uh zoe's what is it music to yeah the music to commit unspeakable acts yeah that's right yeah Yeah, she created a playlist that's all it's like it's like uh blue barbie girl yeah like venga boys it's all like classic techno from late 90s and i'm like this i unironically love this playlist and i think she made it after like a bad day at work yeah she works out to it she's a maniac it's great (laughs) i love it uh but yeah it's it's almost like early 2000s club trance like early tiesto with a dash of new school production yeah it's definitely i sorry it's okay yeah um it's definitely more chilled out than that, right? Yeah, it's um, but yeah, no, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something I forgot to say. It's 
very much a theme and it's been very much a theme in EDM these last couple years, I think through, through COVID, especially people just started bringing back some of those old sounds and some of those old techniques. And Bob Moses is a very new act that has figured out how to do it really well. So it's, it, I am very glad to see this trend because it's, it's produced some really good shit this year. Yeah. I mean, Tiesto created an alternate. Yeah. For, I don't yeah, know. just to go back to trance. Yeah, he just used his last name for <laughs> West. For West. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, it's it's cool to see. Lou? Uh, yeah, I l- really like this song, actually. Um, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the bass line, and I like in the middle, the drums do this weird, like, phase, fade in mm-hmm. with, like, a high pass. The lows drop out, and then they come back, and then yeah. he drops out again. I really like the way that that works, so... Um, I don't think I had anything funny for the end of this. It's a good chilling tune. Yep. Euro trash. That's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Plus, I like the little like glass breaking effect. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't make the sound of <laughs> glass breaking. <laughs> I tried. Uh, my wife danced to this because I was playing it. Uh, she was dancing to it when she was brushing her teeth, about to leave for work, and she asked what song it was. So. Hell yeah. Over, man. <laughs> um, it's got a cool seduction and a club kind of feel like that's what I feel like that's what the song is about. Yeah. Um, and I love like a feel good song about a chance encounter. Like uh, I love rom-coms. So yeah, this is like a rom-com, like a meet cute inside of a, like a, a dance club. So that's cool. Yeah. Embrace it. Embrace the night. Embrace that rush. Yeah. Nice. Now I should write a song about that. Yeah, they should <laughs> call, call it the rush. Maybe. Hey, I met, I met the guys. I might, you know, might listen to me. Maybe do it. I had my Electric Four shirt on and everything. They, they gave me a shout out for it. That Electric Four shirt has led you to some interesting encounters. Yeah, I ran across our picture of DJ Doug the other night. <laughs> DJ and, Doug, uh, oh my God, what that's a, a that's another story for what another a day. Fucking tale. But I I live I live like blogged that on the yeah. the Discord and it was <laughs> it was an interesting night for sure. Uh, but yeah, so my second pick is Helmet by Steve Lacey. And the Gemini Rights album is my album of the year pick this year. I played the wheels off that album. Thanks again to Mason for introducing it to us. He was on for that episode as well. And I, again, I couldn't stop listening to this album. And I picked the non, I could have picked Bad Habit here, obviously. But one, I thought maybe, Dill, you might want to put a Steve Lacey song on there. So I didn't pick Bad Habit. Uh, But I also really like this is technically the second song on the album, but it, to me, it's where the album really starts. And he does such a good job of like setting up this starting platform for this album with the intro and then this track right after it. I don't know. It's just really good. As I was thinking about how the album was constructed while I was taking my notes, I was like, he really like this album is so well constructed and it's it, the sound of this song is kind of like old schoolish kind of like, the same things that like Anderson Pack is kind of doing right now and or has been doing forever really but it's he's taking like that old school kind of f- not really funk but like I don't know it's just really cool and uh helmet is great it, the, the, what's the line um about nostalgia fuck I can't remember it it's fucking great Fuck all that nostalgia been up on a downer. Yeah, that's right. Fuck all that nostalgia been up on a downer. It's it's just great. Oh my god, is Steve Lacey here? Yeah, Steve, Steve Lacey is <laughs> sitting right next to you. Oh my god, I, didn't I know, know it's great. How uh, many how many alternates do you have? A lot. A lot. <laughs> Dewey, Steve Lacey. You know, I'm I'm just collecting them. There's 20 more you don't even know about. Prince of Trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, no, again, for me, this was just such a good stage setter for the rest of the album that I, I felt really comfortable picking it. Mm-hmm. And I love the line, I gave my heart a helmet. It's just, I don't know, it's great. Zoe hates that line, actually. Really? Yeah. Why? She was like, why would you give a heart a helmet? I was like, it's, it's, a, it's a... Did she not get the metaphor? I, I, she was like, I get the metaphor, it's just stupid. I was like, okay. <laughs> Right, whatever, listen Zoe. to Barbie Girl then. <laughs> uh, I really dig this one. Yeah, like you said, it it's it sounds old, like old school, but mm-hmm. not. It's clearly not. Yeah, the production's really good. Um, yeah, I do. I, I didn't really listen into the lyrics too much. I guess I should speak into the microphone. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really listen to the lyrics too much, so I don't have much comment on that. But the rest of it's pretty good so i'm gonna have to give the rest of the album a listen to hey, it's just a big long breakup album essentially so mm-hmm. it's not too deep but there's some cool lyrics in there and like being super i mean jim and i's are known for being like fucking batshit crazy mm-hmm. so he kind of just leans into it like i love myself yeah it's it, your fault we broke up not mine yeah it's cool to hear a breakup album from an openly bisexual person as yeah. well because you get breakup songs about men and women so it's like it's it's pretty cool to hear mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a great surprise this year, really, just to get this album. And it was, I think, after we had that album submitted to us from Mason, that's where his love affair with our Discord and, like, seeing, like, that feeling. And it's kind of fun to see, like, you guys love this? Oh, my God, I cannot wait to show you more. And that's just, like, that's, yes, that's how it starts. Yeah, just ultimate Next validation. Thing you know, you'll be in, uh, you'll be in our little group. He'll be sitting in a chair next to us next year, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll fly I mean, him in for a special episode from Florida. Yeah, I got a I got a quick shout out to Mason. We've been um, I've never even met the guy, but we've been starting to share some tunes on Discord, and that's been really fun. Uh, we haven't gotten too far into it yet. I've I've been really busy these last few weeks, but I have a feeling we got a lot more to go. Just um, we'll we'll stay away from those hip hop tracks you you picked on this one, <laughs> Mason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dill's never met Mason either. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I thought he but was we just on. send each Did other gifts all the time through the mail. Well, he's he was on, but through like uh, the internet, the interwebs. Yeah, uh-huh. oh. they've never met in person before. Like they both worked at homage with me, but at different times. Huh. Like okay, Dill quit, and then Mason started very shortly after that. I think. And then I came back after Mason. Left. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> for, for Strategically, very, I was like, I'm not you were only back for like what? Two <laughs> yeah. Once? Yeah, it yeah, it wasn't very long. Very long. But yeah, there's a reason four songs from this album ended up on my Spotify rap this year. Yeah. Um, this one, uh, Bad Habit. There was a couple others, but yeah, that it's just one of those albums that you think of it as an album. Like Helmet mm-hmm. is a great song, but I think of it as part of a bigger whole. Yeah. And uh, that was that's a cool thing because hip hop is not known for a full album. So yeah, Bad Habit was the top track for me from that album, but this one is a very close second. Yeah. Yeah, this one was for me. It was super groovy for a song with a lot of dissonance in it. Um, which, if you use that well, it's one of my favorite things. But it, I feel like he's singing a little bit off key, almost. But like that's on purpose. And the tambourine in the back is kind of off timing, but it all works. It's this song is very weird, and I like weird. I've always liked weird. Mm-hmm. And also the outro kicks ass oh yeah i love that i love that so much the la, 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 la. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it puts me it gives me a vivid picture in my head of being on the yellow submarine and looking <laughs> sure. looking out looking out the window and seeing another yellow submarine pass by and they're all just doing that just kind of dancing singing around and, la, 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 la. and i i don't know that that 
always makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have you listened to this album? Well, I listened to it when you guys when you guys did the episode, yeah. but um, I probably listened to it like once or probably two or three times to get ready for the uh, just so I can know what you guys were talking sure. about. But um, you know me, I'm not. It's gonna take a lot to get me back into hip hop, like sure for. The- any long stretch of time, at least. I say this isn't really truly hip hop either, though. That's true. It was. More, it definitely had a different more R&B vibe to it. Than, yeah. than hip hop. And if you like weird, this is a very strange album. So yes, maybe I do give, like weird. So that another shot. Maybe. Yeah, that'll get that'll get me back for sure. All right, Lou. You ready? On to number two. But yeah. Number one in our hearts. <laughs> 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 number one in my heart. No, that's still Dick Titten. Uh, <laughs> 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 number two for me is. Uh, Lux Eterna by Metallica. This was their new one that just dropped like two weeks ago. I am legally obliged as a fan of Metallica to include it in any and all yes. top of the year playlists. 100%. That's fair. Um, <laughs> is Metallica in the room with us right now? Maybe. God, I hope not. I don't want to look at <laughs> Lars. <laughs> Lars is one of the hardest people to look at in the world. Yeah, yeah. He just needs to shave his head. Or has he shaved his head? No, I don't think he has. Oh, he, he, he can't brace it. It's gross. gross. Yeah, no. Uh, it's <laughs> Um, the riff is very like first album kill em all style. Yeah. Like I really like it. It's simple, but it's effective. It's mm-hmm. fast, whatever. It's great. It's good old fashioned Metallica riff. Uh, Lars does double bass. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, hadn't done that in a while for a good while, at least not a whole song's worth. <laughs> Kirk kind of phoned it in, but I think he lost all his good think? solos on his phone when he lost it. So <laughs> whatever. Um, James and Robert are, they're good. Yeah. They're good. I got no complaints there. So it's just a good old fashioned fashion song. It reminds me a lot of uh Garage Inc. Yes. Um some of their cover songs, like just the tone and the feel, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So there's no fucking way Lars drummed to this song. Yeah, I'm sure he <laughs> this did. Is a it's ghost not drummer. like it's that <laughs> I think hard. Lars took a vacation, they came back and like drums are done. He's like, Well, the internet says they programmed <laughs> it. So well yeah. they they say they use samples, but of course they did everyone does. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. Right, that's not really an insult. I, I would put money on a studio drummer doing this and signing an NDA. Oh, poor Lars, like we, <laughs> Lars is not a bad drummer. He's just he's just not the best in the world. No, not at all. No, <laughs> not even top five. No, no, not even close. He's, he's great. He's he can write a song. He writes all the songs. Yeah, so. He's a good drummer for Metallica. Yeah. That's all you really need. Yeah, it's the Ringo argument. Uh, Metallica with a better drummer would just be Megadeth. <laughs> that's fair that's 100 you can't have two megadeths uh irregardless about lars i just think this is a fun track and i wasn't sure if they still had it in them but in the studio at least i definitely think they do yeah yeah i think so too i don't know live they they still kill it so yeah. like live you th- oh yeah you're yeah. Saying? yeah yeah i mean they can still play everything live so yeah. except for ones that they don't ever play live and then they fuck up but yeah right yeah, no, I, I'll I'll take that from you, Dill. Because my first note is, Dill, you better fucking like this song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to flip this table, but uh, I mean, this is not the best Metallica song I've ever heard, not by any stretch. But it's good and it's exciting as hell for me. I, I wasn't crazy about Hardwired to yeah. Self Destruct, their last album. There was some good stuff on there, but I wasn't crazy about it. But this has potential, and I think this came along with the, the whole album release right lou or not the release no, but the, 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 release the announcement come, yeah comes in april yeah. yeah okay that's what i thought um somehow this just sounds perfectly like metallica should sound 
still recording music yeah. in their late 50s. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, that's not a slight at all. It just it just sounds right. Uh, it's got a classic intro, a uh, classic little solo section. I, I was, I'm surprised you thought Kirk phoned it in a little bit. I, I like, mean, I've I heard like better from Kirk. I just, yeah, like, that's sure. I think that's fair. Sure. He didn't use the wah pedal. I'll give him a thumbs up on that. <laughs> yeah. Usually that's his crutch, but Yeah, I mean it wasn't it, it wasn't the the biggest solo that blew me away from Kirk, but I really I enjoy the solo. Um and I'm excited to hear more for what this album has to offer. Yeah, uh to me I kind of felt the same way, Lou. It's kind of black album era ish mm-hmm. is what kind of what I felt like. Uh, where they kind of got out of the, the thrash and were going more like radio friendly, but still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's kind of what this album was was giving me was that that black that early '90s Metallica, which is is good. Uh, and like Ben said, this is exactly what I think they should sound like now. Like they can't do uh, a Death Magnetic again. They can't do, they, and they shouldn't at this point. Like right. there, there's no reason they should be doing like albums like that anymore. And it comes around at a time where like hard rock is making a revival pretty mm-hmm. strong. And I think I'll talk about it a little bit in one of my songs. It's, it's really cool to kind of see like a lighter side of metal come back around the public consciousness because it's been so long, like just down in the muck, gent, blah, like it's just, <laughs> And, like, I love that shit, but it's, like, I want something. I miss the era of, like, a metal front man. Yeah. Like, there's just everybody kind of sounds the same now, and that kind of bothers me. And uh, I talked about it, what, two weeks ago? The same thing. So it's it's I'm I'm really happy to see kind of, like, this hard rock, just, like, true straight-up metal revival from, like, the 80s and early 90s. It's, it's good to see. How much of it do you think is influenced from Stranger Things? Not to get, I mean, we got a lot of songs to get to, but uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. But it's been happening since before Stranger Things. I think that that hard rock revival, like with Ghost, for the last few years, they they kind of started bringing it back. And uh, and there's been other bands too, like Clutch has been around forever doing mm-hmm. hard rock. And I think just people are like, as you know, people in our age group become in our you know 30s and 40s, like we can kind of drive what's popular because we have the money to pay for things and make them popular. And yeah, I think people on t- kids on TikTok too, like they're kind of getting into it. Like they're, they're starting to be like, Oh, like I saw a video on TikTok today of like, wow, look at high school from 2003. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> that was legit 20 years ago. And I thought about Don't it. Romanticize my years. They were not <laughs> yeah. yeah well, and I thought about it though, but it's like, if I if think about that when we were in high school, like that would have been like, Oh, look at high school in 1983. Like for me, that made it, that made it make way more sense to mm-hmm. me. Cause it would have been like a massive difference. And I was like, Oh, okay. I get it now. I get yeah. why people are like, Oh, this was such a cool time. Even though it feels like yesterday to me. Like I understand, like kids wanting to like buy old like flip phones and take pictures with them. Like the MySpace aesthetic is becoming yeah. really popular again. Like great grainy photos and shit. I get it because it is like it's classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're classics now, guys. I know. <laughs> That's yeah. I know. Uh, but yeah, yep. no, like this this it better fits James' vocal capabilities at this point. Like I don't want to hear him do stuff that isn't this anymore. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it just fits the way his edge is. And I actually was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago where before this song came out, I was thinking about like Metallica's not doing a whole lot. And are they holding Trujillo back? Because he's a great bassist. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I was like, man, I, I wonder if Trujillo's going to leave Metallica at some point. 
because he, he's still he's still kind of young. He's younger than the rest of the guys, right? He's yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. by one year, I think. Maybe yeah. Yeah, I no, think I think I looked up I looked this up because I wanted to know. Well, he was in uh, infectious grooves and yeah. stuff back in the nineties. Yeah. So he's yeah. probably around. I think he was. I think he was like. I think. Younger. I think they all had like a tier. Like a stair step of age, I think Trujillo was like fifty seven, <laughs> Lars is fifty eight, James is fifty nine, I think I thought Kirk was sixty. He's like sixty two. That's okay. fucking crazy, man. <clears throat> Are we good, Dill? Okay. <laughs> I just looked Let's over and saw a screensaver. <laughs> uh, we're good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we're good. All right. <laughs> but no, I guess he just looks more healthy than the rest of the band members. Like he Definitely. Just, <laughs> he doesn't look like a crypt keeper like Kirk does. Yeah. And this, he doesn't look like uh, Thaden King. Like, like <laughs> pre-Gandalf. Pre-Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, pre- <laughs> like, like Lars does. <laughs> with the fucking wispy hairs coming out of the side of his oh head. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 it's, it's good. I talked about this track a lot longer than I thought I was going to, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. My second track, end of beginning by Joe. Joe. Oh, I said it out loud, and now I'm like, oh, Joe Carey. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, clever. Go, Dill. Damn, <laughs> sound it out, Dill. You got this. But yeah, this is Joe Carey from uh, Stranger Things. I think we talked about it during the uh, dual threat yep. artists. Um, my wife showed it to me when he had an old album and I found out he had a new album. So I started listening to it and I had one of the best experiences you can have with music. Like I was driving to work and I was just like, I was having a rough morning and as I was driving to work and I was going over the high main bridge in Hamilton, there was like fog covering the river and there was like the sun was coming up and there's fog and that course broke. Like as I was going over the bridge, it was like, fucking movie like it was awesome and i was like this song is one of my favorite songs i've ever heard i think yeah, yeah, that's and awesome. i just got swept up in the moment and i was like this i mean it's not my favorite song it's not my favorite album it's just weird and kind of 70s and 80s synth yep. and it's just interesting enough to make you want to keep listening and figure out what the hell is going on because it's it's not traditional kind of like synth wave music it's just kind of his own speed, and I think Joe Curie is is fun, and people like him because he does go at his own speed. Yeah, yeah. No counter to your to your last song. This is exactly, or this was not exactly what I was expecting from Dill. I think this is my favorite from your playlist. Um, I think probably the like the closest I can get in our current Venn diagram is somewhere close to Empire of the Sun, uh, which is a huge compliment to me from or for Joe Keery, who yeah. I did not realize who this was uh, before you just said that just now. So that's pretty cool. It, like immediately the song, it feels like it's coming from space or at least somewhere that's not here on our earth, which makes more sense now that I say it. Um, it's kind of slow and lilting and it takes you on an ever so slightly electro powered journey. There's so, There's definitely something here. I just don't know quite what it is yet. But I want to dive in and find out. Yeah, I mean this this solidifies Steve as the best cast member. Gotta be right. Yeah, yeah. It has agreed. To. Yeah, like he's just he's the coolest guy on the show outside of maybe Eddie, who we love obviously. R.I.P. Fuck your spoilers. It's been out for months now. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just sexy right off the bat. Like, dude made a show that was based in the '80s, and he said. Mm, let me make a new wave album. Let me let me make some new wave. 
and it's like more it's like a slower version of new wave but it, it that's exactly what this is this is just like that early mtv new wave that i i absolutely i love like i have a love-hate relationship with a lot of music in the 80s like if i listen to a lot of it i start to hate it but if it comes in like waves i fucking love it there's just something so cool about the 80s i think it might be my favorite decade for just everything movies music uh like style wise it was so fucking weird like style is cyclical but nothing looks like the 80s nothing ever will again i don't think like that super teased out hair, yeah. like the 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 neon everything, neon yeah. everything, yeah. everything patchy neon, yeah. Every car was turbo. It was like it was just such a cool era of excess. It was like the the United States was at their most proper prosperous they've ever been. It was just a cool time to be alive. Like I don't know, it just everything from the eighties just seems super cool to me. Uh, again, back to like why kids think our age was cool because it's something that they can't really relate to, you know. Uh, but yeah, it feels like the Duffers produced this, and it's just good shit. Like I don't know, this it feels very much like it could have been the intro to the fifth season. Maybe it will be. Yeah, Damn, maybe. Steve, I didn't know you had it in you. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it just like everybody else said. It, I like this song a lot. It's cool. It's eighties. It's very poppy. Uh, even to the whatever phoned in lyrics, you know, basic black and white kind <laughs> yeah. of rhyme stuff. But it, it works. I mean, it, it's a pop song, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't come I, to depth for a pop song. So. <laughs> yeah. That post-chorus where he's like, "You take the city out the man." I mean that that shit's kind of corny, but yeah, the way but he did it, yeah, it, so it sounds cool. great. And then it gets you right back to that chorus because it was so you just think you know where the song's gonna go, and that kind of cut your legs out. So, yeah, Benny, let's talk about your second song. All right, my second song is "Closer" by Joda. and this is my sneaky way of making sure that above and beyond we're represented in my list yet again. Um, so Joda is, it's uh, John O'Grant from Above and Beyond. He's one of the three members of Above and Beyond. Uh, has started a side project with Darren Tate, who's been around in the trance scene also for a very long time. They used to collaborate together before Above and Beyond became a thing. And basically they got together and with a new album that they released this year, uh, self-titled, they just decided to, to speak 80s tech trance into existence. Yeah. And what a great decision that was. Um, so this is where I really wanted to, to highlight that that whole trend of what's old is new again. And that, that trend is really making me happy because we're hearing these elements of things that had been done successfully before but packaged in entirely new ways and still produced originally like this this the sounds the elements in this song did not come from anywhere else mm -hmm. just because it sounds like it's it's a it's a more classic you know kind of techno track they didn't sample anything like this was all originally made at least i i, I didn't fact check that but i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. jono like jono especially is very um he's the one that he, he he's doing a lot of the live mixing during the shows things like that so he's very very in tune with that side of his music and this dill this is trance baby the, it's got the the multiple layered beats that that really powers a trance song even with that kind of old school feel to it and the the electric elements throughout are always changing and they keep my ears perked the whole way especially that one quick little arp it only lasts like two seconds it only happens three times but it's just the 
coolest fucking effect I've ever heard. And that, in the end of the day, is why I picked this song, because I couldn't stop listening to it and just waiting for that, that effect to hit my ears again. And I will turn it back on as soon as I get in my car tomorrow and listen to that fucking ARP again and again and again. I can't wait. It's, it's like crack. It's yeah. fucking crack to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm immediately drawn in by like the vapor chill wave like aesthetic to it. Uh, it's uh, and then once it drops into what I call the Tron soundscape, it sounds very much like it could have been in Daft oh, Punk's uh, yeah. you know s- soundtrack for the new Tron movie, and it makes me feel like I should be doing a line of coke in Miami, dressed like Don Johnson from Miami Vice, <laughs> and grinding on a Cuma Mama as the night melts away. Like that's what I want to do to this song. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do that every day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, the, my last note on this is Rinsler. Rinsler fucks to this song. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, you got to think so, right? Yeah, and good like, for him. Whatever. What is it? What is it? What's the city in Tron called? Night City. I mean, I could just be thinking about that because I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk again, but I can't remember. <laughs> is that funny, Lou? No. Oh, I thought you were laughing. <laughs> yes. I thought you were laughing at my mention of cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it's great. Lou, what you got? Uh, five minutes is too long for this song. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I like this song. I like it for the first three minutes. Once we get past three and a half, I'm just uh, I'm done. Sure, sure, it I just, get that. The rest of it, mm, it's I, just the same thing over until it ends. Just I, I yeah. can't. I kind of agree, but I. I also think it's necessary to res- resolve the song completely. To finish? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, after that first dropout, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you're such an asshole. <laughs> yeah, th- this is the third song. Well, you're song grinding on Mama, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is the third song in a row I felt like could have been from Stranger Things, had something to do with Stranger Things, but yeah, it, it definitely felt like we were at that like '80s under the sea dance. Um, yeah, kind of to start out with like a montage. I mean, it's kind of '80s, like Kevin was talking about, but very uh, maybe more innocent than I than I was thinking. A little more innocent than I guess Kevin was. Um, but it, <laughs> it builds up at way past what that headcanon was, and it just kind of builds up and is big, and it's like a nice little track that just caught me by surprise. Uh, there wasn't a song I don't think that you picked this week that I hated. So hey, hey. I will always take that with my yeah. EDM playlist. Like, I definitely expected not to get a whole <laughs> lot of love from Lou on this one, especially. Um, <laughs> but just like, just to provide a little bit of context for for that length, Lou, it's that's that's kind of what like trance does. What trance is built around. It is yeah, built around <laughs> repetition. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I. I know, but for for our uh, our esteemed listeners out there, like that is what trance does. Like it's very much built around that repetition. It's it's supposed to repeat, uh, but the closer you listen, the more you listen, the more you hear the elements change, and that how the repetition is what's building the song to be different and new every time. And if you don't if you don't like that approach, then you're you're just not going to like the music, and that's totally fine. I mean, for me, it's kind of like the last track on that Devin Townsend album. Like it could have ended three minutes before, sure. and I, it would have been perfect. Sure. So, yeah. That's just me. Yeah. You know, I. I just I can't I can't I just struggle to imagine a trance song that's three minutes long. I can't do it. It's not in my brain. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the barrier to entry. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's not it is not the most accessible form of music. 
and it's never going to have like the biggest following and that's fine by me but i fucking love it mm-hmm. yeah uh ready to move on guys yes mm-hmm. all right my third pick we're three minutes i'm on a third pick for everybody we're an hour and five minutes in so uh, that's okay good yeah, dis- we're making good time good now. discussion yeah uh, but yeah, so mine is John Came Home by Benjamin Dakota Rogers. Love the name of that guy. He looks, he's just a short, fat, bald guy playing old school, folky storyteller shit. And I love that. I love like storyteller folk is what I call it. I don't know if that's an actual genre, but uh, I don't know. This was another TikTok find for me. I just was scrolling through one night and I heard that that really cool guitar riff that he does. And I was like, oh, this, this is mountain music. Like, I, I love mountain music, and so I'm going to listen to this. And the story behind the song, guy comes home from war, finds out his his wife ran away with his brother who's a preacher. Like, <laughs> fuck yes. Like, that's perfect. Like, I love old, like, revenge tales like that. And when he goes, god damn that preacher. Like, I was like, fuck yes. All right, I'm in. Like, yeah, this guy's pissed, and I want to see how this resolves. It's clearly he's going to kill them both, but... I just imagine like a guy coming home from the Civil War to his log cabin in the middle of winter in Kentucky and just finding a note from his wife at the bottom of the stairs and punching a hole in the ground. Like that's what he does in the song. It's fucking awesome. Like you know, you gotta you gotta kill that bitch and that adulterous preacher. It's uh I don't know. It's just a cool premise for I don't know, I love storyteller shit. What was that Coulter Wall song we listened to? Yeah. Kate McCannon. Yeah, yeah, it's same, same, same premise. Yeah. It's, it's been done a million times, but every time I hear it, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's definitely some drama down in the holler down there. So <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I'm in for it. I, I like the song. I. It's good to hear a song that actually has a compelling story. Yeah. As you know, most things today are just pretty self-absorbed and indulgent. Mm-hmm. But this good old story about adulterous women and cheating brothers. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like it. There's something to be said about a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. There are people that can tell a story a thousand times and you're like, okay, I've heard that story. But someone can tell a story and you're like, I've already heard this, but I want to hear it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I feel like that's this song. And it makes me want to watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? It yeah. feels like it's in the vein of that and like kind of the same um, time of whatever, whatever, what is that, the 1800s? Sure. The late 1800s? <laughs> yeah. but that was 1920 on that one, but... Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah, was it like nineteen nineteen? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's, it's near as it doesn't near enough. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Forty years, big difference. Twentieth <laughs> uh, <20th> century. <laughs> they, uh, you know that. <laughs> Shout out to the twentieth century. <laughs> they had cars yeah, and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they watched the Titanic sink, or at least read about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This voice is idyllically folk, and it's so captivating. Yeah. It's just. This is why we show each other music because I would have never guessed Kevin Carter listens to a song like this. Oh, yeah. And it just made me happy that you do and that you chose to put it on this playlist. Yeah. Love the song. Yeah. This this is country folk as it should be. A soul, a story, awesome country name, Benjamin Dakota Rogers. Yeah. Um, amazing. Like the strings kind of like they build and then they wilt. Uh, it's a very cool effect that they build the song with. And the vocal delivery that it doesn't try too hard. It just, it does exactly what it needs to, to follow the emotion of what he's saying. It's all here. This is the tits. And we, we all know how we all feel 
about tits mm-hmm. and boobies, please. Yeah. Boobies. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. Boobies. Um, Keep it PG. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just cranked up the uh, the rating on crass motherfucker over here. <laughs> well, speaking of, he took out his knife and carved out the light of a future in the eyes of the Lord. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. That's a beautiful fucking line. And uh, yeah, this this makes me. This song made me so happy listening to this. I, this is exactly everything that modern like pop country is missing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, I know there's just like modern hip hop for me is not what I tend to go to. Like, I know there's still good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I tend to listen to. So it's hard for me to find. So thank you for finding it for me. Kevin. You're welcome. Yeah. That's kind of like, uh, the Bolo's Marlboro's. That was, yeah. I can't wait to do that again next year. Yeah. I'm excited. Lou. Yeah. All right, on to number three for me. Uh-huh. We're going to Cracker Island, boys. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Where I think we're on Cracker Island currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> four, much so. Four white men in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Island, featuring uh, Thundercat by the Gorillas. Yes, I love me some Gorillas. I love me some Thundercat. Uh, what's not to love about this? Um, just the the way the bass and the synths. It just the styles blend so perfect. Mm-hmm. Thundercat kills it on bass. The gorillas always kill it on music and collabs. So, yeah, I just, uh, I heard this song earlier in the year and it was an instant win for me. So, had to make it on the list. And I had to switch up my genres. So, yeah, had to. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a break before number five. Yeah, so. right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the first gorillas track I've heard outside of Feel Good Inc. Um, and I think I'm it's getting death players from Clint Eastwood in this included. Yeah. No, oh, no. you've heard Clint Eastwood. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I'm happy, feeling sad. I got sunshine. Oh yeah, in a bag of <laughs> what a song that I missed out on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's got a beat that makes you feel like you're watching a montage of like twenty to thirty year olds on a night out in Chicago. What? No, it's just it was funny. <laughs> but yeah, it, it makes you feel like you're watching a montage or something like a cool night out with some some people, and it's like some crazy shit's happening. Um, but I. I don't even know what I meant by that, but it's just catchy <laughs> as hell, and I dug it a lot, and I was like, well, you know, maybe I just need to get over the fact that I f- hate the fuck out of Feel Good Ink, and I need to give the gorillas another another shot. Yeah. The gorillas? Gorillas? Gorillas. 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 Yeah. Just no the. Okay. Them and the Deftones are dropping the the. Yeah. Yes. Well, you can still... So, I was thinking about this. I mean, I spent an inordinate amount of time thinking about this after you guys talked after about this. After our discourse this. last week? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was... You can still say the gorillas. You're just saying it with a lowercase t. Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that would be grammatically correct. Yes. Because yeah. everyone will notice that when they listen to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the you difference. Gotta say, you got to say. <laughs> you can really hear those capital letters. <laughs> gorillas. You got to whisper the the. Yeah. Real crescendo. Just Thank you for making me feel better about it. Because <laughs> once you start, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. But, um, yeah, I my first note was just, ooh. I was not expecting this from you, Lou. Like I knew you liked the gorillas, but I I wasn't expecting it to pop up here. So that was a pleasant surprise for me because I love the gorillas, and so I found out that Bill does not like Feel Good Inc. when we did our high school mixtape episode because that's like that is an all time song for me. I love the hell out of it, and after that episode, just talking about the gorillas again, I went on a total deep dive and I went through everything. All the videos they've they've done, like all the lore, uh, I got totally caught up on the gorillas, and it was it was a really fun experience. 
Now, at that point, it was man, that was what a year. It was a, a mm-hmm. while back. So, yeah. um, I know there's some stuff I'm going to have to catch back up on now, but I I'm excited for that because I love this one. I've been a little 50-50 on like, ooh, I love this or meh with the new stuff in the last couple of years since then. Yeah. But this definitely goes in the former category and it's it's just perfectly weird for gorillas. And I can see 2D vividly just chilling and ripping out this vocal in my head. And that's that's the really cool thing about gorillas to me is that they, they so easily capture that mental image of what they are um, even though it's not in reality. Yeah, I think the the visual elements of the gorillas sold. Sorry, the gorillas <laughs> sold sold the, them initially more than more than anything. Like they had created these alternate cartoon personalities, and it's, it was just one guy, right? Uh, two, two I think. Two. It's yeah. um, Damon it's Blur. Damon, yeah, from yeah. the nineties. Damon Albarn does all the music, and then at least well, most of it. I mean, they have tons of collabs. Yeah, the collabs are great though. And then there's one guy who does like the art and like design the characters and like controls the storyboarding and things like that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, this this is one of the hits on an album of a lot of misses for me. Like I was excited to see a new Gorillas album and this was one of the first singles, if not the first single, right? It's yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if there were other ones. This is the only one I've heard. But uh, yeah, uh, when I heard this new I was gold, I think. I think I haven't heard yeah, it. I don't know. Uh, when I heard this I was like, fuck yes. This is the Gorillas I've been missing for a while and I was pumped, and then I listened to the album. I was like, "I was very much like you," but I was like, "Eh, this is fine." And then there was fucking killer tracks like this that I got super excited for. And Thundercat is, I think, is one of those guys that just kind of makes everything that he touches turn to gold. Like he just adds that element of this is cooler because this guy's on this track. I mean, he wears like little cat ears. Yeah, <laughs> Thundercat's awesome. Yeah, he's super cool. Yeah, he's so cool. He's like a a modern day like Bootsy Collins kind of. Um, very kind of similar like if he bootsy's on a track it's going to be cooler you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so but yeah this uh this it it feels sufficiently modern like like uh, that i think that's what i don't like a lot about all of of the other songs on jesus christ i just had a mild stroke um (laughs) got mush mouth for a second that's why i don't i think that's why i don't like a lot of the other tracks on this album is they don't feel they feel like old gorillas this feels modern. This feels like it's it's new school stuff, and uh, yeah, it's ripe for t- TikTok, which makes yeah. which makes me uh, is like yeah, this is gonna be on a TikTok somewhere, and uh, yeah, I don't know if I've seen it on a TikTok, ticky tickety talk yet, but I can't fucking speak. Somebody else take take the mic. So my track three. Thanks, Dylan. Jotting notes by tiny moving parts. I picked this because I wanted to talk about Midwest emo and noodling and i had a couple other tracks but i felt like this one was the most infectious guitar that i've heard this year yeah. and i uh I, i'm not crazy about the vocals i hate like i hate when people do the like like the f- almost like screaming like saying the word and then sc- like scream like yeah no like I, they're being I, stabbed or something <laughs> yeah um the worst example is hot mulligan and i always say they're hot trash and you know for whatever reason, people are very defensive of them, but they fucking suck. Anyway, that's not the song. <laughs> I mean, it's that's a cool name. Good. I'll give them that. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> they have plenty of fans. I don't need to defend them and <laughs> make them feel better. Yeah. We're, we're an anti just a sassy boy today. Yeah, I'm feeling sassy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just in awe of their guitarist, Dylan Math- Mathiason? 
Yeah, we'll go with that. And it just kind of feels like the riffs fit into like bite-sized parts into this song. The song is not revolved around the guitar. The guitar fits into the song, and yeah. I thought that was really fun. And it's not like a, a song that goes on too long. And you know, Midwest emo had a really good year. It was hard to pick a favorite, and I really wanted to do a short fiction song, but this one felt right. So well, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, so for me, oh, the cringe, Dill. <laughs> now, let me finish now because it's going to come out good. But I think the reason that I don't jive right out the gate with this kind of music is is just that big cringe factor that comes with thinking back on the teenage angst with that vocal delivery that they bring. Um, but every time I end up giving it a real listen, usually because it's something that you brought to the table, um, I find that there's something undeniably pure about it. The musicality here is really strong. I, I love those guitars, especially in that um, the, that quick little pre-chorus riff that comes in there. And the that gives the song maturity to me so that I can end up just sinking into that angst a little bit and come out better in the end. And that's that's cool. And I do love the, uh, I actually do really love the, I'm never giving up. That um, I actually like the delivery on that one, whereas a lot of the delivery in the song is is what bothers me a little bit but I actually really like that because you know I'm an uplifty boy and that that kind of brings me up a lot as I as I'm listening to it and as soon as I enjoy that one element and the two elements with the guitars and this and that and I realize oh shit I might kind of like this yeah yeah noodling yeah I kind of catered to you yeah I was like I feel like this was (laughs) a Christmas present to me yeah yeah Uh, yeah, I, I love Midwest intro, emo intros. Uh, and it, you know, it. I know it's not as difficult to play as it might sound to the ear. It's just a lot of tappy taps, which, you know, isn't the most technically difficult thing to do. A lot of times, fast things aren't the most difficult. Uh, playing with musicality is usually a lot more difficult. Uh, but it's still, you know, it, you can't just pick up a guitar and do it either. Like, you have to make it sound good. And uh, I don't know. And But who, who cares if it's not as the most difficult thing in the world because it sounds cool. You know, it's, uh, and this would absolutely play at a house party. And I think that for me, if it's not necessarily in my wheelhouse, if I could, if I hear a song and I'm like, would I hate this if it came on at a party? And the answer is demonstrably no, then it's, then I like it. Like, because I know I could listen to that song around a group of friends and enjoy myself. And it's just a fun track. I, I, I really enjoyed listening to this, this week. And, yeah, I mean, I I love like I, just cool guitar work always always gets me going. Really, any kind of musical instrument where you could do something that sounds cool doesn't matter the difficulty or technical prowess that it takes. If it sounds cool, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? So yeah, thanks, Dill, for for some hardcore noodling. Yeah, I really like the beginning riff, and I love the drum tones. Yes. They're just like so open and unprocessed and raw. Uh, that's it. That's uh, everything else about this song is like everything I don't like about Blink One Eighty Two, which sure. is just the whiny e- the vocals that they inspired for an entire generation of the DeLong, yeah. the DeLong, yeah. the yeah, DeLongs. Like just, I said, it's not a perfect song, yeah. but there's enough about it that I like. That you know, songs aren't always perfect, so it'd be great with better vocals. That's yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's a three man band. I think yeah. they're all related. Two of them might be brothers. One of them might be a cousin, but they're all like sure related sure and it's the guitar the guy playing the guitar sings so you gotta if you can't have him you can't have him 
playing the guitar, so you got you. <laughs> yeah. You got to sacrifice listening to subpar vocals. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I do that with metal a lot. A lot yeah. of times, I don't like metal yeah. vocals, but I like yeah, the music fair. behind it, and it's the same concept here. Mm-hmm. And Lou, that comment reminded me of one of my favorite things I've ever heard, as far as like a musical critique. I was talking to my buddy Adam one day. We were drinking, and he's like, "You know, I'd really like Jack White if he made music I liked." <laughs> <laughs> and it was just such a profoundly <laughs> stupid but also profoundly good statement. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I would too. <laughs> and I just I think about that statement all the time. I'm like, wow, that is truly one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But also very a, profound. Yeah, it makes sense. it makes a whole lot of sense. That's a Yogi Berra yeah. quote. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost is. positive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very, very much a Yogi Berra quote. Uh, yeah, Ben. Wait, are we talking about Yogi Berra or Yogi the Bear? Yogi Berra. Berra, the baseball player. Yes. Is he famous for... Yes. Oh, fuck, I know. I just for, like, name. Um, Big picnic ears baskets. talking in mind-boggling riddles. Yeah, double talk. A lot huh. of, like, contradictory statements that are funny. Huh. I did not know that about Yogi Berra. Yeah. And knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Anywho, my third song is Rebirth by Tin Laker. And I almost kind of want to switch this up a little bit and have Tim you guys Laker. you guys go first because I think what I'm going to say is going to sound out of place <laughs> if I go first. Can so, I go first? Yes, you yeah. can go first, Lou. <laughs> For a group called Tin Liquor, this song is not nearly grimy enough. Yeah, okay. That, yeah. That's fair. Okay. I don't know. I, I, like, I was expecting more when I saw the name of the band. Yeah. And it just didn't deliver. Well, yeah, you're thinking in metal terms. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even then, like, you know, tin liquor you know, was something. I don't know. Well, it sounds grimy as fuck. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't does. go around licking tin, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> like you're licking cans out of the trash can or something. But <laughs> no, it's just standard EDM track. Yeah. It's a vibe pick, dude. Yeah. It's a vibe pick for sure. This track doesn't care if you have places to be. We're taking it slow and introspective for the next five minutes. And I dug it a lot, even if they say falling in love. 48 times. I figured you'd count. <laughs> I knew you'd count. You want to talk about vocalists, motherfucker, he says falling in love for a goddamn minute. But I like it. I like the vibe. You know, if you turn the brain off a little bit and you're driving, which yeah. is what I, the first time I listened to it, I was lucky enough to be driving. So I wasn't focused. I was just like, it was ambient noise and it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, my main problem with heavily vocal EDM, listening to a lot of it, is that it, the vocals really all do sound very similar after a while. Um, like all of the male vocals sound the same, all the female vocals sound. And that's by design. I get it. Um, but that's that's why I don't listen to a lot of vocal EDM all the time. I like it in small doses. You know what I mean? If I listen to a track here or there, I really, really like it. But um, that being said, this feels like an end of set track. Where the molly starts to kick in and everybody's like holding each other, swaying back and forth. Like this feels like a forest track to me. Like I could feel the love. Like I've been at multiple EDM shows with you now. Yeah. And I specifically think about Above and Beyond. The end of the Above and Beyond set was fucking awesome. Yeah, everybody's hugging, just so happy to have been there and shared that experience. Yeah, and it's it sounds like corny to talk about if you've never experienced It it. It, yeah. it does, and I like when you when you I would get so annoyed with you when you would constantly try to sell me on forest. You're like, yeah, it's all love, man. It's great, and like, and, but until you kind of experience the end of an EDM, like a super uplifting EDM show, you, yeah. you don't really get it. It really does. You feel the energy around you. Like they bring up the lights, you look around, everybody's like smiling and happy and throwing up the heart sign and uh, hugging, and it just you feel this surge of warmth 
like from everybody around you and that's what this track gave me was like that like i get why you love it because you are like an eternal optimist yeah and an uplifty boy like you like to say and yeah that's that's what i got from this song was the i got that end of set feeling yeah that's awesome yeah i'm glad i'm glad you got that feeling uh because this one for me reason i wanted to go last is because i you know i figured this is going to be one that's not necessarily going to be the most popular among the peanut gallery here but um this one for me it's special it's very special in a very real way and if you've so to kind of talk about why i can only i can only suggest that if you've listened to this song once and you've liked what you heard at all just do yourself a favor and kind of do the opposite of what you were saying dill and just pull up the lyrics and read through that opening verse while you listen and then at around 135 just put whatever screen you're using to sleep close your eyes and just listen i don't like i had in my notes i don't even want to count how many times keep falling in love is said but somehow each and every time is more emotional than the last this song is simply it's a, it's a beautiful piece of art about getting through whatever it is you need to get through by keeping yourself full of openness and love and this is a message i very much need in my life and i'm so glad there's a brand of music i can find it in whenever i do need it um so speak specifically with the keep falling in love like what you're saying kevin is is by design that's true like this is part of the repetition like we want to drive this message home and we're not talking about falling in love like uh as in romantic love that could be part of the application sure but it's it's just about keep falling in love with life keep falling in love with yourself keep falling in love with whatever it is you're doing with your hobbies what whatever just keep falling in love and that message is so omnipresent in this music and i i cannot possibly get enough and thank you for providing me the platform to gush about it yeah of course everybody needs to feel good about themselves right now again so yeah love it we ready to move on? Some, yes. Something completely different. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is it by Necrogoblicon. Yes, Woo! very different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this rift is just so fucking tasty. And this is this is kind of what I was talking about earlier with like that pure just no subgenre. This is just metal, and it's fucking awesome, and I love it. And I, I'm so happy that it's coming back. Uh, like the Iron Maidens, where everything doesn't have to be in a minor key. You can still make metal and be in a minor or a major key, and it can be, it can sound fun and happy. And I don't know. I just uh, the the shtick of Necrogoblin is cool. Like I the the video of the goblin walking into a bar is, is I've seen that on TikTok a million times now. And uh, I don't know. It's just that. It's just it's fucking good. It's got a good groove, but it's heavy, but it's not super heavy. It's accessible, but that doesn't. I think there's a thing in the metal world where like accessible is bad, and I, I really kind of hate it. it that, because it's not true. Like yeah. some of my favorite songs, like "Run to the Hills," is one of the best metal songs of all time, and it's super accessible. Like, I mean, not to everybody, obviously. You're, you're not going to play that for your 98-year-old grandmother, and she's going to love it, probably. But yeah, you might. You know, she <laughs> might. You never know. Like, But it, it's, it, it's it, I love music like this because this is, this is the music that is the gateway to that heavier shit. It, it brings more people in, and I think the world desperately needs more metal. So bands like Ghost and Necrogoblicon doing just good, accessible metal is amazing to me. 
because I think the metal community is one of the most kind and generous and just coolest communities ever. Like, Dill, you got to see it on the Guar subreddit. Like, they were all so supportive and they're just cool people. Like, just because they listen to devil music doesn't yeah. mean they're bad people. And I think yeah. there's because they the metal community has been so like not ostracized but there's a stigma that comes with it they kind of band together as brothers but they're also very welcoming as well not a whole lot of gatekeeping i mean there is some obviously people that only listen to the big four but yeah you know it's still generally pretty welcoming and i think metal can save the world if we let it i agree uh, i really like that riff that intro riff is really really cool just really sticks with you the drums are crispy yeah they're just so like clean not a lot of low end to them which is great if you're doing faster stuff mm -hmm. um i like all the different vocal things that go on there's the normal vocal or metal kind of growl there's the weird like duet kind of in the middle and then at one point it sounds like fucking no doubt for some reason <laughs> yeah. it's so weird but the best part is that fucking 10 ton oh, yeah outro that it just yeah, and it comes out of nowhere yeah too. yeah where was yeah. this the whole song the whole song did not sound like this <laughs> yeah. i was having such a good time looking at most of our like uh artists and like what their bio is uh necro goblicon's bio says we have a goblin yep that's all you need to know i guess <laughs> uh i mean what else needs to be said the screams really caught me off guard because it reminds me of like metalcore screams and I always kind of imagine that you would hate it and it's interesting to me that you like it and I think the clean singer is really what makes this song great he just really steals the show yeah I think my hate my per presumed hate of metalcore came from my initial distaste for like the initial screamo and emo stuff and that that's what it evolved into so I just kind of lumped them all together but I I mean I love a lot of like that metalcore stuff then i've gone back and listened to it it's fucking awesome yeah yeah the, this one oh me oh my benny like this one was and not like a literal first note but like from the first note like immediately i knew this song like this was an attention grabber uh, i think my fave from from your playlist kev and it went into every playlist i i could possibly put it on immediately oh, yeah. Like it went on to pure Ben, which I think you'll understand like how, like what that means to me. Uh, like Lou, I think you'll understand it went on TDNR like right away. Like it's perfect. Uh, it, everything I possibly could because. So I feel like I've heard every element in this song before, like a million times in one way or another in some rock track, metal track somewhere. I feel like Guar's probably done this riff or something very similar to it. Um, but never composed like this. Yeah. It's very unique. And, and this, like the super clean harmony in the main riff, like paired with that kind of, I don't know if it's a garbled vocal, but it's, it's, it's murky. It's mucky. Um, it, that whole combination, it's like sex and it only gets better. Like I love the chorus delivery and, the the delivery on this is it slays me every yeah. time i can like i will sing along to that entire that entire part no matter what and the outro breakdown slays like we were talking about oh benji like yeah this this one's really really freaking good man yeah. this is it this is it this yeah is it. yeah it's so fucking good i love, fucking love this song <laughs> i fucking love this song dude this <laughs> this one blew me away 
right. Is it mine? Yes, sir. All right. Number four, we got Hate Dancing by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yes, sir. Well done. Uh, this is a good song for all those people who think they're cool, too cool to dance, uh, but just are lying to yourself. Yeah. You're just lying to yourself. Uh, I love how it starts out subdued. You know, I hate dancing, and the drums are kind of slow and everything. And then that hot chick kind of starts eyeballing you and walking over here. What are you going to do, not dance? You better start dancing, boy. <laughs> yeah. um, just give in to the power of the dance. Uh, mm-hmm. King Giz is recent for me. I think I hadn't heard of him until this year, and mm-hmm. they've just been all over my Spotify. I feel like they put out like two albums this year or some shit. Yeah, they've been all over my release radar since yeah. you first did that song of the show, and it's been pissing me off <laughs> all year. <laughs> it's like, where and the they, fuck did this come from? I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Literally. well, yeah, they yeah. they I heard them once and liked the song, and then it's just been in every one of my playlists that pops up. Yeah, so, yeah it's been um, Here Come the Mummies for me. Yeah, Here Come the Mummies released a new album, and they released every song as a single, I <laughs> But uh, they're a very genre-diverse band. They Like, yeah. every album's different. They're, if you like progressive kind of music, they'll definitely be up your alley. They'll have something you'll like. So, I had to edit my statement because it came out very like political. Because I said it's very diverse band. If you favor the progressive side, like, <laughs> well, that just is arbitrary. Well, we, we, <laughs> know, we know what you mean. Let's make that specific. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not talking about the, the Green New oh, Deal. Yeah, here. all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it I, got we, very red in here. <laughs> We've been talking about them so much. I feel like we get on kicks like Peach Pit. And yeah. Especially, I think you made it your song on the show last week. Yeah, a week or two ago. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember. And um, every time, like Kevin is very protective of his release radar. I'm surprised mm. he even listens to the music we give him. Because he's like, God damn it, it's on my release radar. <laughs> it's, it's like an old man when someone walks on his lawn after he just mowed. He's like, God damn it. You ruined my lines. You ruined it. I had it just the way I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to affect my release radar? You're not wrong. Now I'm not going to hear something I might like. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. It it feels like they're outside of our wheelhouse because they have that, like, 60s psychedelic rock. Yeah. And I think if you gave people, like, a a 100 people a guess for this song specifically – I bet 99% of people would not be able to tell you what year this song is from, especially no. the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way about this one as I do for This Is It in terms of I feel like I've heard every part of this song, but just never composed like this. And that's that's cool. I, this It's put together in a very – it gives it just kind of an other – it's not otherworldly. It's just kind of – off kilter like something something doesn't fit right like i like what you're saying Dill. i can't place my thumb on when this is supposed to be from but it's from this year and that's and that's cool like we got a weird playlist on our hands here boys yeah and, i love it and i am really here for it yeah. i think i need a little bit more time for uh or a little more time with king gizzard and the lizard wizard to to figure out what's going on here and really wrap my mind around it but I'll be interested to give it a shot and we'll see if it's on my release radar for the next 365 days. So I'll probably get the chance. Yeah. Yeah. I bet I can pinpoint why you think you've heard the song before. There, there was something that I, I know there's one song in particular that it really sounds like in the intro. It's the scissor sisters. I don't feel that's like that's it. A, yeah. That's what this song Wait, reminds you. No, of. 
it's not it's it's nowhere it's nowhere close as upbeat no, yeah There's, but it's thematically it's like it's about a guy who i don't feel like dancing yeah no sir no dancing today yeah okay but it's a dance song <laughs> I, I fucking i absolutely fucking love that song yeah. so yeah you might be right might just be stuck in my brain that's that's what i, I couldn't get that song out of my head every time yeah. i listen to this song um but yeah, no, I, like I said earlier, uh, they've been pissing me off all year because my poor release radar's just been ruined. <laughs> <laughs> this neighborhood's um, gone to shit. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> the youths walking through my yard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I work really hard on those roll patterns, all right? Um, but no, like I, I really do like them, like especially this track. Like when it came up a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. for your uh, song of the show, Lou, I. Uh, I, I just really liked it. I can't deny that I like this track, no matter how how much I, it pisses me off seeing them every week. On my, I, I think that goes for any band. If they show up multiple times on my release radar week after week after week, it yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah. I, I want, I don't know. I just, I don't want to hear the same shit every week. Uh, but uh, it, it speaks to every drunk white guy um, ever. And for that, I have to respect it. It's a groovy track um, that makes you love dancing by the end. Like he, you know, he didn't want to dance, but then he like, you know, he started dancing with that, that little mama. And he's like, yeah, maybe I do like, da- maybe I do like dancing. And I'll get down with that message. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's, it's wholesome. It's fun. And uh, I can't, can't knock it really for anything. It, you know, it's just a fun track. So my fourth track, Tough Love by Arm's Length. Uh, it's a band that Twitter has really turned me on to, and I kind of fought it at first. I think there was a single that I wasn't a huge fan of, and I, I gave the whole album a shot because I, I had seen, you know, album of the year, all this stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'll give it another shot. And I think I really like how these songs are constructed. It reminds me a lot of, like, old Third Eye Blind, especially the first album, mm-hmm. where the songs are so self-contained that listening to the album is, like, almost exhausting. Like, it's just one big song over and over again that like has these big moments that like it's you know i don't know yeah they were built to be singles yeah yeah so listening to it as an album is kind of exhausting um but it's got great hooks bridges that kill and almost like hushed verses that get that way that chorus feels big and um it's just been an absolute delight i think anytime you can hear new music that you probably wouldn't have heard otherwise because of the internet you're like Hell yeah, that's like this band from Ontario that's an emo band. Unless I found them on like a related artist on Spotify or Twitter was really pushy about it, I would right. I would have never reconsidered. Yeah, I mean that's what made me fall in love with TikTok, dude. I found some dope music and I'm like, hell yeah. Like when I found Henson, like yeah, I was like, fuck this blew it blew my fucking mind. I was like, this is the place. Twerp, yeah, twerp, twerp. Yeah. I found from Twitter or uh, TikTok, like. Benjamin Dakota Rogers TikTok like it's just I found so much cool music from that app like obviously there's it's there's funny shit on there like I passed out laughing at one of them last night but like it's cool it's a cool music discovery app as well for sure I'm, I'm glad you're diving in there because I can't do it you I could just, you should I I'm, just can't I'm do gonna it. just gonna stop sending you TikToks and you're gonna just you've, you've threatened me with that multiple times at this point and I just don't I don't think you have it in you it's fair. <laughs> I want people to laugh at things I like. <laughs> but I mean that that one you sent me the from the the COVID uh, festival. <sighs> Shit. The guy stuck at home 
who wants to be at a festival during COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fucking like a year and a half that, ago. That is one of the favorite pieces of media I've ever seen in my entire life. So I, I do I do appreciate it. I just... I don't need that kind of distraction. We're not. We're not right talking now. about TikTok. What do you you're think right, about this song? Right. Sorry. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's super chill. Uh, it, despite one of the most depressing opening lines I've ever heard, th- this is a good song. I, I can't necessarily speak as to um, as to why as eloquently as I could with EDM, like the stuff I listen to all the time. But I like it. It's definitely a good add to a like a Zen playlist. I can kind of just get lost in the lyrics and just think, and I, and I appreciate that. And when you said the the almost hush verses. I think that that clicked a little bit with me as, as I was talking about with uh, the rush from, from Bob Moses, there's something about that kind of delivery that, that gets me going and just kind of perks my ears and gets me into a song. Yeah. It's it's like, like you said, like a little late nineties kind of alt rock track. And I think it's one of the, the type genres that I shit on the most, but I think it's just because I grew up with it and listening to like, 1039 WTUE like hearing the same fucking Goo Goo Dolls track over and over yeah. and over and over and over and over again um, I just developed a reverse Stockholm Syndrome for that type <laughs> of music um, but as I've grown up and gone back and listened to it largely in part to you Dill like you've kind of forced it on me I've like oh yeah no this shit is actually kind of good mm-hmm. and it's 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 just it's a good track like and but there's one part there's a little scream buried really deep in the track towards the end of the song that <laughs> just made me giggle every time I heard it because it's like well we got, we're we're an emo band we got to have a scream in there somewhere <laughs> but we don't want it to be very forward so they buried it like seven layers deep in post production <laughs> it's just like okay I get you, you you know you are who you are that that's my favorite thing about like two thousands emo was like the screams were never forward it was always like in the back yeah so like in the audience you were fucking jacked to hear it so <laughs> i'm sure when they play it live people will be screaming yeah sure um but yeah no the, the half tempo in outro like fucking hooked me right away like, i was like oh okay fuck yeah i love i love a tempo change i love uh, a key change mm-hmm. hooks me every time but i grew up with key changes so that probably says a lot to me t- about me too but yeah anytime you can kind of shift tempo especially to halftime i'm like fuck yeah it just makes me feel like some fucking crunchy breakdowns about to happen. And I'm like, yeah, I've just been conditioned. Like, all right, I'm about to get my fucking gut busted. Uh, I like this song more than the last one. Um, that's about as far as I. Uh, it's good. It's not a bad song. It's yeah. just, it just doesn't really speak to me. Sure. <laughs> See, that note made me great. Seeing that in the notes really made me laugh. Oh, though. yeah, dude. It was, it was really when open. I, when I was taking my notes earlier, I just saw one sentence from Lou on every track. That's like the first 10 songs. i like, this is... Well, I got into working, and it was deadline, so I was like, oh, I, I, I don't have time to elaborate. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to this again on the ride down there, so... Yeah, it's it, it just... I was like, fuck, this is so funny. It's so funny. Because I think you did this last time. We did a, like a big Probably. group notes. You just had like... <laughs> It was maybe fuck I don't remember. There was one line and it just fucking cracked me up. It was I think it was the Metallica playlist. Like this song sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebel of Babylon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. song sucks. Not my favorite B side. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben. Right? Boy, yeah. yeah my four. fourth pick is "Drifting Away" by Audion, and I think this was my toughest spot to decide. I just had so much to sort through this year in my my super specific subgenres and there were a lot of albums i had to leave on the cutting room floor um lane eight 
uh, deserves a lot of love for his, um, I can't remember his name now, Lay Youth, uh, Andrew Bear, all had some fantastic albums this year, Ocula. Um, but in the end, I found out I just want to talk about Audion. I don't think I ever have on this podcast before. And basically, he came up on my favorite record label, uh, which is Above and Beyond's record label in Junibeats. And he started out like kind of doing that very trancey sound, but with like a little bit more um, grounded like house energy to it. And after that, he left Anjuna Beats after a few years and just kind of started working on his own music with a little bit more of the house edge to it. And now he's been around for long enough and he's continued to grow and he's just found a way to be his entire own thing in a genre where even like the trained receptive ear can have a hard time telling which artist is which right away. I always know when Audion is filling my ears. He's just got, he's got a unique touch to a lot of what he does. There's a very staccato kind of delivery in a lot of his elements, even though this song in particular is very fluid. Um, but there's still some of that kind of broken up approach to the way he just structures his songs and the way he puts the elements together. And it's kind of evident in that my favorite part. And again, it's, it's just that one kind of effect that really stands out and really ties me to this track. And it's the ooh, ooh, right in the main chorus. And it's just such a cool effect. It's got so much depth to it. Um, it really kind of just chops everything up and makes you pay attention to that one sound. And, I keep on coming back to this track. Like, honestly, it's probably not realistically one of my top five songs of the year. But at the end, I had too much to choose from. And I just wanted to talk about this guy, Audion, because he's fucking awesome. Chef's kisses abound. Yeah, no, it's, it's a slow build for sure. Um, but when that beat picks up, I'm, I'm bought in again. And I love, you know this, Ben, I love a big house drop. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just that, that big house from, you know, the mid 2010s is just something that I dig and will dig forever. Uh, you know, it's 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 the metal drop or the metal breakdown of the EDM world, and um, yeah, it reminds me of you being in college and me coming to drink with you and Lou because this is the yeah. kind of shit we would be listening to at some point in the night. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm definitely just, kicking it on. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just a fun club track that makes you want to drink cheap beer in a dirty house. And anything that reminds me of drinking in college is always going to be a fun track for me. <laughs> this is my favorite note, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> this is my, I'm going to go stand in line for a drink. So. <laughs> it's good. I can dance while I'm waiting in line, but I'm not going to stick around for this. Uh, yeah, this don't, don't uh, need to see the this, technical. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I'm going to go. I can hear it. <laughs> you hear the intro yeah. and you're like, maybe it's time to go rock a piss real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, I can sit there and groove while I'm taking a piss, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not missing anything. <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's because me and Lou are very impatient. Like, it really makes you work for that big moment. But when it, I, I like it because when it comes in, it builds up to that. I keep drifting away from you, and yeah. it's like every single person at the club or the forest, wherever the fuck the song's being played. Just like everyone can be like, damn, I keep drifting away from you. Like, it makes you do some reflecting, and I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, I think so. There's there's a lot of that to be had, and just EDM in general. Like, it's fun, and it's it's it can be bombastic, and it's a lot of fun to dance to. But lost in that, I think, is that these songs contain just as much of a message as any other kind of music too. And I think it is kind of a, it's a cool story that he's telling. It's just 
it's about how how much his life has kind of changed and i don't think he's complaining about it like a lot of artists do because i hate that shit but he's just talking about how his life has changed and there's he feels like there's something or someone that he's leaving behind while he's spending so much time in the limelight and that's it's it's a really cool notion it just kind of makes me think yeah you ready to move on yes we're in the final stretch boys let's go almost there uh my fifth pick ego death featuring steve vi by polyphia uh, I love me some Polyphia. I've been on their train for about a year now. And I just, every time they release something, I'm like, I gotta listen to it. And this came out, what, two, like a month and a half ago? They released it as a single. And it's got Steve I, you know, one of the classic guitar virtuosos in the world. Um, and I love Steve I mostly for the same reasons that I love Polyphia. It's just great fucking guitar work. And so how could this song miss? Uh, I have to admit... When I first heard this, I did not like it very much. I'm not going to lie. Um, Steve I's virtuosity feels dated next to like super proggy guitars. And I didn't see how it fit. I mean, it was cool that Steve I was like, yeah, these guys are good. I'm going to play with them. But it just didn't fit right. But then as I listened to it more, when, when Vi first comes in, it just adds fucking a million layers of depth to, on top of what Polyphia does and it almost makes them seem amateurish which is fucking awesome and I th- I, I just because Steve I if you watch him play live he plays with so many fucking like damn near cries and like curls over his guitar and just plays with so much emotion like his signature Ibanez is like white with a rose inlay mm-hmm. and it's just like a super emotional guitar uh, it's just Steve Eye's fucking awesome, and it, I think he, that juxtaposition bothered me a lot at first, but I I grew to love it. I think just whenever S- Steve comes in and just fucking crushes. <laughs> no, I just I just read Louis' note. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, respect to my favorite. Uh, like yeah, the King of Speed coming in and paying respect to my favorite prog metal boys is just it's a cool thing. So. Lou, what you got? Uh, these damn kids are too good. Yeah, uh, they're just really good at what they are. I'll, I'll skip to my last one. They still sound like pop animals as leaders to me. That's fair, but you know that's not a bad thing. No, they're just more clean. Uh, it it sounds good. They they're practically redefining the guitar for this generation. Yeah, but then Steve I comes in your fucking ears and. You know, then he just starts doing cock push-ups on his whammy bar. And just, <laughs> it's great. I love it. It's so sexy. Oh I've God. never heard a man make love to a guitar before, but it's, I'm pretty it, sure he that does. First fucking, that first fucking... It's just fucking... It just, it's Especially like, it, in the music video, because he's like into it. Like yeah. While he's pressing on That's that bar. That's how he plays, it's just, man. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking he's, awesome. He oh, makes love man, the way that, he yeah. plays guitar. Yeah, that Christ image is never leaving my head. Thanks, thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah, Kevin, I think you really wanted to have some noodling too. I don't yeah. you had your picks first, so I don't think we really talked about it, but we were feeling some noodling. Yeah. Um and Polyphia just has such a cool and distinct sound that it's cool to get some hip hop beats with it and get like a you know, everything you said. Having a classic guitarist come in and play with a new like it's kind of like the exchanging of the guards or something. But um man, that guy's beautiful with that fucking the guitar, their lead yeah. for he's made on a Philippia. fucking AI machine or something. Yeah, he's he's gorgeous. 
like ev- everyone's paying seven dollars for you know AIs of themselves, and you know he just looks that way. <laughs> it's I mean, kind of he, annoying. He's, he's an anime like boy a, come to life. Yeah, he's yeah. like what a computer would think Gen Z would look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Chat GPT. That's the thing that's like taking over the yeah. world right now. Yeah, type. Type Gen Z into ChatGPT. His the, could only look worse if AI tried to, you know, recreate <laughs> yeah. him. So, good he on look him. like the other guy in the band, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's I, I, I really want them to do an Ingway collab. <laughs> Just <laughs> hearing Ingway play neoclassical guitar with prog metal would be so oh fucking terrible. You want to talk about masturbatory? That shit would be. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Ingway loves Ingway more than anybody could ever love Ingway. <laughs> And it's he's one of my favorite people in the world for that. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to gush about Ingwe Malmsteen too much. But that would be cool to hear, though. Um, it would be terrible. It would be fucking terrible. I might actually kind of like it. But instrumental prog, like like this kind of stuff, does kind of the same thing that that I was telling you. Hardcore does for me on mm-hmm. when we're talking about on Discord. It's sensory overload for me. Sure. I just feel like so much of my my musical brain bandwidth has been taken up with trying to understand why I like EDM so much that when I hear something so complicated like this, I just I want to do that. I want to jump in and dissect everything like I do with trance, but end up getting lost in the sauce. Not so much a problem with this track, thankfully. It took me a couple listens, but I love it. Like it's it's a it's a little long. For my taste, sure. but oh, but that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> off! Oh my god. <laughs> uh, well, fucking, you fucking, fucking grumbling over in the corner, <laughs> hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I hate you so much, Lou. Uh, there's a reason he's my my arch nemesis, but um. They, there are several parts in this song that remind me, and I can't get it out of my head. It reminds me of grabbing by the Pyongyang, yeah. and that makes me yeah. so happy. It's, it's like yeah, that that bass, like just the little bass buildup that comes in a few times, it that makes me so freaking happy. Because I, I, I've listened to a song called "Grabbing by the Pyongyang" far more times than I thought I was going to this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's this the same thing. It's like prog instrumentals. Yeah, it's yeah. just. You know, I like them a little bit better than Polyphia, probably. Nuclear Power Trio. But it's the masks they do it for yeah. me. Well, it's it's everything. Yeah. It's the masks. It's the musicianship. I mean, they're all world class. Not been confirmed who they are, but, you know, that we all know they're very good. Um, and it's a power trio. What's not to like? Um, but, yeah, Polyphia is the best I got next to it, except for Animals as Leaders. And then another step above Animals as Leaders is Neobliviscaris, or whatever the fuck they're called. But all of their songs are 10 minutes long, 12 yeah. minutes long, so I'm not going to fucking listen to them. Um, <laughs> I, even I have my limits on long metal songs. <laughs> you get, you get into the double digits on your minutes, I'm, I'm fucking out. See you later. I, got, you know, I, I don't care how cool that violin sounds in Neobliviscaris. Anyway, not this song. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we're complaining about length, and we're going over two hours. <laughs> uh, Louis, let's get into your fifth track. All right, my final pick is "Recrucified" by Revocation. Okay. Got to bring it back to the death metal, baby. Yeah, got to get got one on here. Maryland Death Fest shirt on right yeah, now. Yeah, so. see, he was ready for it. <laughs> so, uh, rounding out the list, some good old fashioned death metal. Um, <clears throat> Revocation are masters of their instrument. They're they can play faster than just about anybody. Mm-hmm. They're it's only three of them. They just kill. Dave uh, plays great lead guitar, and he does pretty good at the metal vocals. So um, this one is also featuring um, Trevor 
Stradden, I don't know how to say his last name, um, rest in peace from Black Dahlia Murder mm-hmm. and uh, Corpse Grinder from um, Cannibal Corpse fame. Uh, every vocalist it gets a, their own verse, and each one just sounds better. Yeah. And it just adds a whole new flavor to the song when they come in. Uh, it's just great all around. And Corpse Grinder closing it out. gets the shortest verse, but in no way is it lesser at all. And I got my line picked out for the last three lines. Behold the three faces of the inverted trinity. I, the abysmal god, the beast of black infinity. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's but delivered shit. Corpse Grinder, so it was like... I'm surprised you picked that up the first time you heard it. <laughs> I, I pulled up the lyrics. <laughs> His was easier to understand than the rest of them, but yeah. it's probably because he had like 15 less words to say. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the best song on the playlist, at least in my eyes. Wow, I'm, All right. sh- I'm just having a hard time refuting it. I listened to it again. I was like, this song is unlike the others. Like, this song makes me want to fucking get on my feet. And you know, any, I, I guess I just have a hard time finding metal that is exactly my speed and it feels like every time louie gives me something that's more thrash i'm always into it so maybe me and louie need to do what ben and uh mason have been doing and just like exchange trade and thrash song yeah uh it's got great screams it's everything i've grown to love about my taste in modern metal because i think until this podcast i was kind of stuck in like bands that i've been listening to and i was kind of following their artists and where the bands they went so getting to no new and modern metal has been really fun and those riffs caused me to apologize and swear it's never happened before the song is just so pretty um (laughs) don't move don't move uh (laughs) god damn it you (laughs) fucked it all up uh <laughs> That's the most elaborate <laughs> setup for a pre-cum joke, <laughs> or just a pre a premature ejaculation joke. Uh, <laughs> it's <fucking> it awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dill, you storyteller. Yeah, well, I, I, it made myself laugh. So, spin me a yarn, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to know why I feel that way, um, go to minute three fifteen to the end of the song, and it just like almost like kicks you out of your chair mm-hmm. it's fucking it's amazing that's a great song hell yeah yeah definitely devil horns up tongues out i i have a brand new appreciation for like this kind of brand of metal of music after the amount of marsh show i went to a little bit ago with my brother jason um that was so fucking fun and it like i really like amount of marsh listening to them by themselves mm. but like especially the openers i could tell at that show like this isn't my music. Sure. Right? But I was enjoying the hell out of it live. It was, there was something just so incredibly fun about getting pulverized by that by that kick drum and the bass and everything in your face all the time. It was, it was hype as hell, watching the crowd be rowdy, constant crowd surfers. And now that's just kind of the picture in my head when I listen to something super heavy like this. So it, I don't think this is, this is a song I'm personally going to come back to all the time because it's not my brand right so (laughs) something is something that is totally my speed like like this is it like a little bit less in the muck i guess yeah um is definitely more for me but i know from my heart of hearts that i would eat up every last little note of this if if i was getting beaten to a pulp by it live and fucking re-crucify me metal daddy 
Yeah, hell yeah, man. Dude, you know what Ben reminds me of? What? Uh, Will Ferrell in uh, Semi-Pro, where everyone's always arguing, and he's like, what's my one rule? Everybody love everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's Ben's one rule for music. It's like, everyone has to love everyone. Yeah, I was thinking in in terms of, like, D&D classes. Like, Ben's like a high-born paladin, and everybody else here is, like, fucking... Just low level goblins. And we're just fucking We are rogues, yeah, sir. We're, yeah, we're no, shrieking in a cave. Well, I don't know I don't know whatever the exact opposite of that is, but that's Lou. We <laughs> a necromancer, my friend. Yeah, there it is. That's perfect. I am the Lich King. Yeah, that's that's perfect for you, bud. The bane yeah. of my existence. Uh, I fucking love it. It's uh yeah, if you ever play D and D Ben, you should play a, a lawful good paladin. Honestly that makes sense. Yeah. It, it, Paladins are that cool. feels right. Paladins are fun. They get to smite all the time. It's fun. Uh, anyway, uh, Louis managed to hold off death metal for last and ends with a banger. It's uh, you know just like I talked about. I fucking gushed about how I love like major keys and shit. But my true my true love. I've gotten past the introduction stage of metal and now I just love mucky mucky muck, like fucking Wonder Boy, <laughs> down in the mucky muck. Um, you know, give me the give me minor keys, give me fucking double bass, give me shit that's gonna rattle my fucking skeleton to, to pieces. And I just I love it, man. It's um I saw my my first concert ever. I went to Ozfest 03. That was the first time I'd ever seen live music. So what an introduction. Yeah, seriously. Uh Cannibal Corpse was the the closing act on the second stage. And so I had been listening to metal for hours at that point. I, did, I wasn't feeling it. And I kind of had this bad idea of Cannibal Corpse in my head for a long time, even though their stage show fucking kicked ass. I just like, I was so tired and I wanted to get to the main acts because some of my favorite bands ever were that year. It was fucking, I loved Disturbed at the time. Korn was there. Um, Marilyn Manson was there. I wanted to see Zach Wilde and Ozzy play. Like I, I just wanted to get through Cannibal Corpse. Now, since then, I've grown to fucking absolutely love corpse grinder especially through his interviews and just listening to him talk about music his love for all types of music and everything he features on again he's like thundercat in a way where i feel like everything corpse grinder touches in the metal world becomes that much better and so when i saw corpse grinder was featured on this track i was like fuck yes i know i'm gonna love this track and i did and thank you uh lou for being my true metal ally on the podcast uh, it feels good. I mean, Dill, we, like we talk about all the time, like we like the same type of shit, but the bands that we like don't overlap at all, which, you know, it's cool. It, it's it's the reason we made this podcast because we're like, yeah, we like the same shit. Let's, let's show each other music. But then to have somebody like Lou, who likes all the exact same shit that I like, <laughs> it feels good yeah. because every now and again I get to be like, yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. Metal rocks. Metal can save the world. Like I said earlier. And, uh, yeah, this song's full of metally goodness. Fucking love it, man. Mm-hmm. I listen to metal so I don't kill children. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that's the misconception is that people that listen to metal are angry people because they listen to metal. No, we're, we're not angry people because we listen to metal. It's like it keeps us sane. It keeps us from it, – it's, it's our outlet. You know, I worked retail for years. Every time somebody gave me fucking shit – like I just had a shitty day. I'd go and turn on some fucking death metal, and I'd, be, I'd feel fine by the time I got home because I beat the shit out of my steering wheel. And conversely, the music beat the shit out of me. I was like, yeah. all right, cool. You know, I got my aggression out, and it's uh, you know, it's my way of. Again, I, I mean, I do like it for the music and yeah. shit too. But again, it's it's a way for me to kind of like, yeah, okay. 
it, it's I don't have to punch a small child now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you are you actively seeking out this small child in your scenario? No, or it's it's is a it metaphor. Just a small man. child you happen you to see, see. There's this literary device called. A <laughs> I like to think that if Kevin went deaf, he would be like a child serial killer. I'd, I'd throw myself off a bridge. Okay. Yeah. I, if I couldn't listen to music anymore, I would legit throw myself off a bridge. That's not even a with joke. a small child. <laughs> yeah, with with, with with just a random spot. I would be sprinting. Take a, one out with you. <laughs> I'd be sprinting across a walking bridge and just scoop up the closest <laughs> baby carriage and take it with me. There's no way we're keeping this up. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you weren't on a watch list now. <laughs> This is all a joke, folks. I promise. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know where, where we go from here. Let's uh, just move my on. fifth track. <laughs> my fifth and final track, Balloon Boy by Oliver Tree. Uh, this album by Oliver Tree, Cowboy, Cowboys Don't Cry or Cowboy Tears, whatever, whichever one it is, got me from, I think, in January. Whenever yeah. it came out, dude, it's been occupying my mind. It's so fucking catchy. He's so fucking goofy. There's just something so likable and funny about this weird dude who just like was a professional what was he a professional racer scooter yes yeah <laughs> he was a professional scooterer i don't know if that's true i don't I, know anything about I, him being i looked true. i looked that up on reddit and there's a lot of debate on whether it's like what is true what isn't true is he just is so yeah. aloof he is he's so great and i think my favorite thing about him the whole reason i started listening to him was like you guys gotta tell Spotify to fuck off because they put my album as alternative and this shit's country. And so <laughs> this yeah. album is not country, no. but the fact <laughs> that he wanted it to be country so bad that he was like telling, he was going on rants on TikTok. And obviously, he's just doing it to be funny. Yeah. And, you know, if anyone's seen that Miss You music video where he's wearing like the oversized suits, I think Cowboys Don't Cry, he's like got a fake six pack on and he's like playing his guitar at. The dude's just a goofy motherfucker, and I love him. And I really wanted to pick Cigarettes because that song is yeah, probably one of my top ten songs of all time. It's so catchy. But, you know, this song is just such a fun imagery. Like, everyone knows what it feels like to be a balloon boy. And when he starts going into it, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then you remember, like, this guy has a bowl cut, and he has, like, white hair, and he's wearing a cowboy hat. And just the juxtaposition of like being being vulnerable in your music and then being the weirdest motherfucker is kind of my whole mantra. So <laughs> yeah. I really identify with Oliver Tree. I've only heard of Oliver Tree, uh, Oliver Tree through you, Dill, and I just want to watch him do scooter tricks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're speaking to a man who actually I, I once created a <laughs> scooter trick book um, with a friend of mine in grade school. And I, I want to find that thing so bad. Yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere. I, I was very disappointed when it wasn't in the box of stuff I took home in Thanksgiving. But not here or there. This song is good. Um, it's It kind of just, it weirdly fits his persona because his persona is so strange. But it's got that good kind of just off-kilter energy to it. And the instrumental outro is definitely my favorite part. Because there's kind of like a spacey trancyness to it. And Lord knows I'm going to be into that. Like it's just a it's a cool a really really cool way to write out the song and it feel it fills my ear space very well and very pleasantly and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean album cover of the year for sure. I mean it's it's incredible. Doing a fucking ATV aerial 
It's like an ATV bull. Yeah, it's a bull. It's a bull skinned ATV with a bunch of cowboys shooting at him. And he's doing like a Superman. I don't know. It's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, no, I should have known Oliver Tree was going to be on your list. Because I remember when you first got obsessed with him earlier in the year. And I was like, what the fuck is this dude? <laughs> I had no idea. And then he just became, he was just all, all over the place all of a sudden. And his persona is amazing. Like, you, I remember you sent me a couple videos where he went to like a pro scootie scooties house and like challenged him to like do tricks off this huge ramp and wearing he, jinko jeans yeah he, he wears his jinkos he like popped up out of nowhere with scooter tricks jinko jeans and bull cut mullets and it's modern pop all alt pop that kind of fucks like it's yeah. it's good um a trash pop always plays for me like i just love trashy fucking pop like when you get a pop star that just doesn't give a shit like that's my favorite thing in the world yeah, that, yeah, that, that's so funny. It's like he's such a dickhole. His his character is such a dickhole. Like he just goes onto podcasts and just is such a humongous asshole that he gets kicked off. And like, remember he went on like H three H 3s podcast and they kicked him off. I think. And it's just because he that's his character. It's like I'm a fucking dick and I'm gonna talk shit about everybody. And I think everybody's kind of in on the joke for the most part. Um, it's kind of like the Eric Andre show that's what it feels like it's yeah. like it's just this very subversive type of like character mm-hmm. um but yeah no i would love to see this in like a dark comedy of like a, a panning shot in a dark comedy like it would just fit perfectly in, in, a, in a movie like that mm-hmm. uh, i like this song a lot uh despite it kind of sounding like 21 pilots at times but <laughs> sure. i mean not in a I guess there's no bad way to say that. Yeah, or there's good way there's to no, say yeah. that. <laughs> but not in a bad way, if it's possible. Yeah, sure. uh, I, it's just so goofy <clears throat> and, I don't know, weird. I, that's what I love about it. It's yeah. weird. It's off the beaten path here. So yeah. pull it back on the name there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Balloon Boy for the win, man. Yeah. It just made me think uh, think about the kid trapped in that balloon in Colorado. <laughs> but he was really in the attic all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, very topical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I completely <laughs> yeah. forgot about that. That was like a two, three week thing, right? Yeah. They were like trying to track the balloon or whatever. Yeah, it was like an entire day long, and then they f- said they rescued him, and then he he spilled the secrets on national television. <laughs> Daddy told me to hide in the attic. What? Oh, that's <laughs> Record amazing. Stop. Oh god, <laughs> shit like that doesn't happen anymore, man. Yeah. Like, oh, we don't get awesome. we don't get news stories like that anymore. Freaking Twitter ruined everything. Yep. Nothing sticks around like nothing captures the social consciousness for more than ten minutes anymore. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we won't ever have a balloon boy ever again. <laughs> he's still up there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come down for yeah, you. Yeah, he's like the Voyager spacecraft. He's yeah. out past the heliosphere. He'll come back at the end of time and tell us all what we <laughs> what we missed. Oh man. Uh, all right, Ben. Okay, let's let's finish this mother off. So I had to write out on at least giving you guys one certified banger, yeah. and that one is first place by Moon Deity. It was, it was all this track was almost going to be a track called Banger by my boy Doctor Fresh, but in the end I couldn't possibly let this playlist go without talking about funk. You and I, Kevin, we talked about it so much this mm-hmm. year. It's I think it's really taken over a lot of our brain space. Yep, and I. There's not a whole lot I can say about it because if you listen to this song once, I think you'll understand what Falk is all about. <laughs> but it's it's always different too. Like it's impressive for such like a a gritty sound that is clearly its own, but still 
very related to like from one song to the next you can tell this this is funk Mm -hmm. but it's very impressive how different it sounds from song to song like the different elements they bring in like sometimes it sounds more like a house song sometimes it's very bassy sometimes it feels like a electro um and moon deity is probably been my favorite so far of everybody i've listened to and I just wanted to hit this song in my ear holes more and more. It's this sound is it's chaos. This music is chaos and anarchist thoughts personified through art. And I'm all about it. Hell yeah, boys. Funk is here. It's real. It's even real good. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like like middle of summer, I text you. I sent you a, a Moon Deity song. It's like my my goal is to get Moon Didi on your release radar. Yeah. And I think it happened the next week. Oh, it was, yeah. It was immediate. <laughs> it was immediate. Uh, yeah, Moon Didi is one of my favorites as well in funk. Uh, again, I discovered funk from TikTok. It's, uh, it kind of took over my world. It's it's drifter music. It's the douchiest thing you could possibly imagine. It's music made specifically for Russian teenagers that like to modify their shitty cars and drift around snowbanks. That's <laughs> what it is. To the point where when Ben sent me this song, uh, what, a couple days ago? Yeah. I immediately, we immediately both started sending just just gifts of cars drifting with like lighting effects we did it was laughing it was like 10 minutes and it was i just so laughed fun. The whole it time. was so fucking because i was the whole <laughs> at least the whole duration of the song it was just gifts back and forth of drifting so i was like fuck yeah i want to drift my shitty little fucking toyota around the corner <laughs> and shoot flames out the back souped up silica yeah whatever man it's um I don't know. I, I, I just like funk because it, it is super douchey, but it, it, there's some really cur- kernels of just griminess that I love. It's everything dubstep wanted to be when dubstep first popped onto the scene. Like dubstep was grimy, yeah, but it just it got really annoying really quickly, and I don't think funk has done that yet. I've been listening to it most of the year, and uh, it's on my release radar. It dominates my release radar every week. Yeah. Um, it's it's so douchey to the point where they have their own like uh, subculture where like X's and names for funk artists are O's. <laughs> yeah. Like if you see an X in the middle of a name, that's actually supposed to be an O. Who knows why? They're they're, they're Russian. Who, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, leave it to Russian teenagers to make Japanese drifting music. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking who knows what's going on in Soviet Russia. Corner drifts you. (laughs) 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 Boris Karloff, super. (laughs) The kids really get that one. (laughs) Uh, I I like this song a lot, Ben. You put some dirt on that fucking synth, and now we're talking. Now we're cooking with gas, man. We put some syncopation in that beat instead of just the flat four. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm in. I like it. Where was this the whole time? (laughs) Oh, it's been here, Lou. (laughs) It's been here. Trust me. I when it came on I was so jarred um the first time because I just thought like mama pick me up I'm scared <laughs> it was like you've been watching this what you thought was going to be a comedy and then people just start dying that's what the song felt like yeah. like I think if you listen to Ben's picks this song is so drastically different oh, that it's jarring yeah it's it's a um, sore thumb yeah this is I think Ben's angry music like if, yeah. if, if he could have for angry sure. music, this is the closest. He's well, I mean, get. I I listen to a lot of metal, like on my own time, too, yeah, for sure. But but within the EDM space, right. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just got more grime, like everyone said, and 
I feel the song makes me feel like I'm watching someone black out on Molly and drink absinthe and like <laughs> while they're hostile surfing in Europe. Like <laughs> so much of this is illegal. I feel like to just be witnessing, but yeah, it was a cool last track and I thought it was a great way to round out the playlist. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go drift our cars around the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I mean, we've talked over 30 songs. I don't think we really need songs of the show. Um, yeah, we'll, they're, they're, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about them at some point. Yeah. yeah. But my song of the show was already a song of the show. So yeah. <laughs> I've already picked it once. Ben watched me pick my song of the show, and I literally said, ah, this is good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. Was, there was a X going to give it to you. X going to give it to you. I don't want to get that right. Yeah. yeah. Let me sound as white as possible as I say that name. <laughs> um, but it was like the Czech Philharmonic Orchestra did a cover of it. And I was Jesus. like, this could be fucking awesome. But it sucked. It sucked <laughs> real bad. It, sucked. it was so fucking terrible. It, was, it sounded like they had three instruments in this orchestra. Yeah, like, not enough punch. When it, when it first dropped, I was like, okay, we're going to get some, some huge double bass in here. Like, this is going to sound awesome. And then it just, it was like, it was like a little squeaky toy. It mm. sucked. <laughs> So there you have it. There our have top it. songs of 2022. Uh, we are going to have our playlist and our episode from last year, if you want to listen to that as well. Um, and we also have our playlist from 2020. Because um, this is a very sensitive subject for me yeah. <laughs> yeah. about losing episodes. Um, and it was very nerve-wracking coming over here and doing something different. It was mm-hmm. like, we're going to fuck this up somehow. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. It was a long episode. We might make this last two weeks. Um yeah, we could do that. Split it up. And we'll just see. We'll, I mean, maybe we'll have an idea for next week, but we'll see. Um, but if you want to check out our link for merch, go to offthebeatencleft.com. Mm-hmm. Our Instagram is at offthebeatencleft. Our Twitter is at offclef. Um, and we love emails, offthebeatencleft at gmail.com. If you want to join our Discord and get in on some of our uh, inside jokes like boobies, um, <laughs> come on in. We got a link in there as well. And... You know, I think we've mentioned giving away stickers and stuff. Yep. It's just a lot of fun, and you can come and go as you please. It's not like a, a membership or that you have to pay for. It's just coming in and having good vibes and talking music. Yep. So, Louis. And boobies. And, and boobies. boobies. And boobies. That's actually the primary. Yeah. Over <laughs> anything else, just boobies. Um, ben, Louis, thank you so much, guys, yep. for coming out. No, uh, thank you. Yeah, we had so much fun doing this. Um, <clears throat> it's always a slog to get through. Once we get through like an hour and a half, it's like, yeah, you're starting to drag a little uh, bit. Well, at least it's bit. not like three o'clock in the morning like last time. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we started early. Um, but yeah, thank you, boys. Um, let's do it all again next year. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Uh, yep. yep. Always fun, boys. Fuck yeah. A pleasure Bye. for sure. Bye-bye. <laughs>